Hello and welcome to the Behind the Player podcast brought to you by Survival Challenge. I'm your co-host today, William Hermanot, and joining me today is Andy Baker. How you doing, Andy? I'm doing all right. Um, I'm really excited to finally, I never know if I'm supposed to say the guest's name when you when we <laughs> open up here, if you want to save that as a surprise, but uh, um, yeah, the man, the mystery, I, I am looking forward to chatting <sighs> with our guest today. Um, yeah, that his whole tribe was near and dear to my heart. So uh, I'm excited to be here. Well, for everyone listening, they've already been spoiled by the title that they clicked on for the episode. <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> so, fair. That's fair. Mystery's already been revealed, so you can go ahead and tease it. But yes, we do, in fact, have him. We have Joe on the episode today. How are you doing, man? Good, good. Uh, I love that that opening. Um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to kind of rehash everything. Um, it's crazy that uh, this happened back in July. I feel like it seems like it just happened, but it also seems like it happened longer than than that. So you oh, know, yeah. I'm really excited to kind of get it into everything and get to talk through everything with you guys. Get used to that feeling because that certainly doesn't change. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's kind of cool is that I, you were one of the few people that I knew going into this season beforehand because you played a little shout out here to our season seven contestant, Justin. Uh, you've played his org that he runs called Pandora. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I've played that a couple times before you were on and I was like on the stream team watching you. Um, I've commentated a little bit with you as well. Uh, but you've also come back and also won, uh, like one of the seasons as well. And so like, just, just tell us about your experience with Justin and his game Pandora. Yeah. Um, I think honestly with the pandemic, um, happening last year. And then I was actually laid off as well due to that. So I had a lot of free time and, um, Hannah actually reached out to me, Hannah Fleming. And she was like, Hey, my friend, Justin runs this online survivor game. Like, I think you'd be great for it. You know, you should do it. And of course I spent probably too much time going back and forth, whether I should do it or not. But I was like, you know what? I don't really have much going on. Um, I think this, the season happened in October of, uh, last year. So I was like, let me just go for it. And, you know, play some survivor online. And, um, it ended up being like kind of life changing in a weird way. Um, um, I didn't win the first time, but I was brought back for another season, um, back in March for heroes versus villains. And I ended up winning that. And, um, but even beyond that, just everybody that I got to meet virtually, um, through that. And a lot of people who have played survival challenge, um, I've met through that as well. And I'll obviously get to that too, when we kind of talk about who I end up playing survival challenge with, but, um, yeah, it's a really great game. Um, actually we have winners at war coming up, uh, starting next week. So that's going to be kind of crazy, but, um, yeah, I was really thankful to get into that. And I think it kind of, I wouldn't say it necessarily prepared me for a survival challenge much, but it kind of got me into that survivor mindset so that I was able to kind of, you know, be a little bit better mentally prepared for the game than maybe had I not done anything like that since, you know, for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, in our experience and certainly in my own, um, I haven't done much in the way of orgs, but the players that I've run up against um, and we've had on the cast who have played in a number of orgs, um, you use the word mindset and that's really where you have the advantage in that 
you've been backed into a corner before and you've thought through the options. Um, you've turned on people before. You've um, had to uh, experience, you know, what it is to sweat out a tough tribal. And e- even though it's totally different in person, that mindset piece is, uh, it's such an advantage just to have some clarity of thought when it comes to like, what do I do under these circumstances? What are my options? What have people done before? What have I seen people do? But not just on the, sh- you know, when we watch the show, we see options. But when we live it to some degree, even though it's through a computer screen, you just are aware of, okay, I I can't, I can't stress. I can't panic. I can't worry. I need to make a decision. I need to make a choice. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been here before. Uh, And it's, it's so fascinating that, that it's a, it's a training ground. It's a different one, but um, it's very helpful, very useful. Yeah, absolutely. So, did this have anything to do with you finding out about survival challenge? No. So, um, I actually have an interesting story around that too. Um, I know a lot of people have said this and I I know we compared notes, um, you know, while we were playing the game, but I actually saw Adam Klein's post, um, back in 2018, um, after he played. And that was actually the first time I had heard of not only survival challenge, but in my research, I discovered that there were live games all over the country, which was so awesome to, to find out. Um, so I applied uh, in 2018, um, didn't get selected, obviously. And then um, I actually ended up meeting Ryan Kaiser the next year. I think it was also in January, which was interesting um, because with my research with Survival Challenge, I saw his video. Um, I had you know seen him on Twitter a little bit. So we became friends when he moved to Nashville. Um, applied again that year, didn't make it. And then um, at the end of 2019, at the end of the summer, um, a friend of mine reached out and was like, hey, there's a survivor in Buffalo. It was just like a two-day game. Um, you know, She thought I would be good for that. And I was like, you know what? I, I kind of wanted to play Survival Challenge this year, didn't get the chance. So I was like, why don't I just go for it? Um, and that ended up being a really awesome experience. Met a lot of great people, including Christina, Um, so that was really great. And then what's interesting about that is a couple months after I played Buffalo, um, some of my friends from that wanted to go to a, um, Rob has a podcast, know-it-alls event in New York. I think it was in October of that year. So I I flew home and, um, Christine and I actually drove up for that. And, um, we were at a restaurant kind of waiting to, you know, get into the event and I see, like Wendell walk by Bryce and we're all like fangirling over them. And then all of a sudden John Vitea walks by and I'm like freaking out and I'm looking around and no one's reacting. And I'm just like, guys, that's the host of survival challenge. And everyone's like, who? Um, so, so I'm freaking out about that. And then I was like thinking, I was like, this event is probably going to be huge. Like I doubt I would ever even bump into him. And I'm like, what would I say? Like, Oh, I applied twice to your game and didn't make it. You know, I I don't know. So we get into the venue and I think I may have like ran to the restroom or something. And Christine and I were kind of towards the end of like where our friend group were and they all got like a table, but then there was also sort of this like booth bench situation where you could kind of face the stage. So our friend group kind of filled up the table. So then Christina had to get us seats on this like bench situation 
So I look and it's Christina, a, a seat for me, and then John Vitea. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's sitting right next to John. And I was like, this is it. Like, I need to say something. And like, I felt like I had, I felt like it was almost like I was going for a job interview. I'm like, I need to impress this guy so that when I apply in January of the next year that I make it on. Um, so that was really awesome. So like John and I talked like the whole time, I actually kind of felt bad for Christina because I kept like focusing more on John than her. And I think John's wife was there too. And I kind of felt bad for her because like John and I were just talking the whole time. But um, so that was really, really funny and really great. And he was super nice. And I was just like myself. I wasn't trying to like, you know, ham it up just to like get on survival challenge. I was like, let me just be myself and see what happens. And then I think as we were leaving, he said something like, oh, I hope I see you in July, which I thought was really cool. And I was like, well, you, in my mind, I was like, well, you have the power to make that happen or not. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, then I applied again that following January, um, in 2020 and then got on. So kind of a crazy weird way of kind of discovering survival challenge in different pieces. That's really cool. I love that story. Yeah. I remember, um, talking with, uh, John, um, cause I mean, obviously Joe, you, you were on our radar from the mm -hmm. previous years. Um, and <clears throat> one of the things we always look for in casting is, um, people who are passionate, people who are, um, dedicated people who keep reapplying, <clears throat> um, ends up, um, playing a role in, you know, again, you're just pinging on our radar and he, he mm -hmm. talked about having seen you there and talked with you there. And, you know, one of the biggest things for us in casting is really wanting to get a sense for, um, who people are authentically as best we can, as opposed to when they're selling themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the corollary to, you know, that, that chance meeting with John is the equivalent of, you know, going out to LA for the final rounds of casting on Survivor. It's like, okay, you made a big old hype video and you pinged <laughs> on our radar, but now we want to see you in person over a more extended period of time and get a feel for who you really are. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, John came away knowing you a lot better. So, uh, it's no wonder that you ended up in the cast the third time round. <laughs> third time's the charm. Did you have any impressions of him this time round specifically from your point of view, Andy? Um, yeah, I mean, Joe was always in the mix. Um, and, and Joe and I have talked about this a little bit after the game was over. Um, but the, and I'm sure we'll you know, touch on it later on when we get deeper into the game, but um, <clears throat> the... Joe is a remarkably nice and kind person and that just radiates off of him. And obviously that can play um, a wonderful role in the game, you know, connecting with people. Um, and um, <clears throat> certainly Ryan had spoken to um, Joe's strategic chops. Um, and um, for me, um, you know, it was, it was time. You know, he, he, again, hadn't made it a couple of times. Um, part of that is, you know, when we're doing casting and it's, you know, demographics and, you know, not wanting to overload with certain age groups and all of that stuff. Um, but um, it was, 
you know, I, and I, I always hate when I sound Probstian, you know, because he always talks about casting and it's like, oh, they were in the mix and we were just waiting for the right season for them. But like it just <laughs> this became the right season for for Joe to join us. And I remember seeing his video and it had become not polished in a fake way, but it had been like, OK, this is his best application video. He's mm-hmm. putting his best foot forward. We have enough people in production who know of him and know him and are, you know, speak well of him. All right. He's got to be in the final mix. And, you know, if he fits, um, he's there, he's, he's earned a spot. And it's like interesting because we've seen in survivor, a lot of the people who get on survivor, they they've like applied for years. And I think we're getting to that point more and more now where like, it's becoming more and more common for like, yeah, I applied two or three times before I got in a survival challenge. And, you know, at face value, that sounds kind of disappointing. It's like, wow, you had, you didn't make it your first time or wow. Like you didn't seem like the first choice, but I think it's just like a lot of the dynamics of the people that we have available and the kind of not like low key type casting almost. Uh, but then also the bigger factor is just um, the amount of, you know, people we have coming in and then we're only able to put in 24 people, which ultimately is not a lot of people. So there's a lot of people Mm -hmm. that we just have to turn away that are phenomenal players. So um, for every person that we have to turn away one year, it's more so likely that it's because we've already, we're bringing in someone who we've already done that to in a sense, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's a good problem to have that we have so many people apply um, and um, very good people apply, and uh, we um, we hate turning people away. Um, you know, you'll hear it all the time on the production side of things. We want um, to give the gift of the game to as many people as humanly possible um, because it's just so much fun, and if you open yourself up to it, it can be... Um, you know, it can affect you on a deeper level. And, um, it's just, you know, we get a bunch of applications and, you know, again, we don't like feeling like, you know, a a professional casting group or like, we're not looking for archetypes or, um, Mm -hmm. you know, we have got people who will make big moves and all of that stuff. That's not (laughs) what we're looking for. We're looking for a great game with some great people who are really into survivor and, um, but, uh, but yeah, no, we get people, as you point out, William, we, we, we get people who, um, have been turned down once or twice. And, um, one of the things, not, not that we're going to go out of our way to you know, reject people twice so we can take them the third time to get this kind of feeling, but like those players end up coming in like, all right, I really need to take advantage of this opportunity. Cause I know what it's like to not get it and then watch the season play out and think I should have been on there. Um, and, uh, there's a bit of uh, a little more hunger there, which is never a bad thing. Yeah. So if, yeah, if you, if someone's listening to this, who's applied before or thinking of applying, if you don't get it, just keep trying. I mean, there's nothing to lose to keep trying for it. And, um, yeah, obviously, you know, I feel like you'll end up getting your shot when it's the right time and, you know, you're better off once that happens and you get a great experience out of it. So, Moving on from this part, you are casted now. You're going to be on Survival Challenge Season 8. What do you do from here? What does your preparation stage look like? 
Yeah, so I was cast for the 2020 season. Um, so I, I, I had some ideas of some things that I wanted to do. I definitely wanted, like, I go to the gym like twice a week, so that wasn't going to change. Um, I go running sometimes, so I was doing that. I, I was thinking like I maybe wanted to try like doing a little bit of swimming and stuff. Um, I downloaded like some puzzle games on my phone just to kind of get my mind ready for that kind of stuff. Obviously the pandemic hit, so I wasn't really able to do much, um, last year. And then, um, coming up to this year, I mean, I took the pandemic pretty seriously. So like I wasn't really doing a lot. I wasn't seeing a lot of people, but once I had like the, got vaccinated and then I, um, cause I froze my gym account for, I think almost a year. So I think like in May, I kind of got back into that. I was doing a lot of like running and hiking and walking and stuff and just keeping up with my little puzzles on my phone. Um, and then obviously I watched, um, I think I watched Ryan's full season and then I watched the most recent one, um, just to kind of see, you know, how the game you know, played out kind of how the challenges were. Um, but that was really, it. I didn't really want to overdo it and over plan and, you know, anything like that. So I kept it kind of low key. Um, you know, I didn't want to go crazy with stuff. I did practice with fire and Flint. That was, um, that was something that I definitely wanted to do. Uh, so I, I don't really have a good space for that in my apartment. I think somebody, a friend of mine was like, practice in your shower. But I was like, that sounds like not a good idea to do. So, um, luckily once like things kind of opened up, you know, back up, um, around here, I went down and saw a couple of friends of mine and they have like a ton of, um, wood and stuff. So, uh, I bought a couple of them. So we were all kind of trying it. And I think the first time it took me like a half hour and I was like, Oh gosh, this is horrible. And then uh, after some practice, um, and a, a lot of blisters, I finally was able to kind of do it sort of quickly. So I didn't need, need to be like an expert at that, but I was like, if this were to come up in a challenge per se, um, I'd like to at least kind of know what I was doing in that, in that area. And obviously as we'll get to later, um, it does come into play. So <laughs> definitely recommend at the least, maybe doing like a little bit of running, maybe a little bit of swimming just to get used to being in, um, the ponds that you guys have, and then definitely practice with uh, flint and steel. Yeah, it, it's funny <clears throat> when we hear about people's prep and, you know, what what's applicable, um, you know, your strategy of watching a couple of seasons and then, you know, preparing for various pieces of it. Obviously, some people can get obsessive. I certainly was one of those back in the day. Um, there was less to watch, so there was less to imagine. Um, so, but um, yeah, the fire thing you know, it tends to show up because it's a survivor staple. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there are ponds there. And so, you know, water ends up being a factor, um, that, um, you know, but, you know, just like the real survivor, you know, we have people who show up incredibly well-prepared and incredibly fit and they're gone soon. Um, and some of them go deep and some people show up out of shape and they pay for it early and others doesn't matter. They're going to, they're going to, they get deep anyway, based on their social game. Um, but you know, I'm a big believer in you lean into your weaknesses and you try to augment your strengths, but, um, you know, you don't want to be terrible at anything. So the fire thing, mm -hmm. um, is one that, um, um, 
<clears throat> one, it pays off, but two, um, you know, it's like when else in your life as you're preparing for survival challenge, do you have a reason to be like really trying to start a fire with a right. flint, right? <laughs> like it, it's just, you know, if you say to yourself, like, I want to be on the real thing, well, then, you know, know how to make a fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, as you're arriving to the event, uh, did you happen to run into any other players or uh, people from Survival Challenge before you ended up uh, on location? Yeah, so I actually drove up with Ryan. Um, we actually drove up on Monday. So I was sitting in a hotel for like two days just stewing in my own thoughts um, leading up to the game starting. Um, so that was really interesting. I don't, I didn't run into any players or anything. Um, but that was kind of interesting. Cause it was like, I knew I was in Macomb, but it was Monday and I'm like, I just wanted the, like, I almost wish it was like Wednesday. Cause I was like, I just want to get out there and get started. Um, but, uh, so yeah. And then we shared a hotel with Laura, um, who is freaking awesome. So that was really cool to meet her. Ryan had talked about her a lot. Um, and then I think it wasn't until after the game had started, um, Greg, who played a couple seasons ago, the host of um, Survivor Time and Change. Um, I ended up getting to meet him in person too, which was cool. He shared a hotel with us as well. So uh, yeah, so I was up there just kind of chilling in the hotel for a few days before the game started. Um, just kind of chomping at the bit to, to get started. Awesome. All right, well, we're checking everyone in. Um, and one of the big things that a lot of people mentioned um is this was the first year we decided to not allow blankets uh so or sleeping bags for that matter uh what was that a check in progress like finding out that news and just your first thoughts as you're seeing everyone for the first time yeah it was really cool um just walking up like i guess from watching the especially the the last season that just happened like kind of seeing the house seeing the check-in area seeing like the landscape it was it was kind of surreal being there in person because obviously you get glimpses of it from watching it on YouTube, but being there in person, it was like, whoa, this is actually happening. Like I'm actually checking in and they took my blanket. I kind of figured that they would have because I think even in the paperwork, it was like, we, you know, you may or may not have this. So they took that and I was like, all right. Um, but yeah, then, so I check in and then they kind of started lining us up and I see Christina across from me. Which, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And I kind of, I had always kind of imagined that there'd probably be maybe one or two people in the cast that I would either know or know of. Um, I didn't think it would be six people, but um, <laughs> we'll get to that. But uh, so I see Christina and then I noticed um, Jake Miller from um, Ohio State Survivor, which I had uh, like watched him on YouTube. So that was like, so interesting, like seeing him in person. <laughs> and then um, Stephanie, who I knew from Survivor Pandora, um, I don't think her and I had ever really interacted, but we definitely knew of each other. Um, so it was really cool seeing her as well. So I was like, okay, here's my like three people that I either know or know <laughs> of. Um, and then of course, you know, I'm kind of looking around, I think Landon was to my right. Um, so I was kind of like, trying to make eyes at him a little bit, you know, obviously we can't talk to anybody, but I was kind of like, you know, glancing over at him as kind of to telepathically say like, Hey, let's work together in the future. 
And then Kaywoo was to my left and I was kind of doing the same thing with him, um, trying to just like glance over here and there. Um, but yeah, just waiting in that, you know, standing there was just so, it was just very surreal, a lot of surreal moments. And the other thing I noticed too, which I know a lot of people have mentioned is there was a lot of guys on our side. I was on the, I guess the right side or the left side, whichever way you're looking at the house. So I, I was kind of thinking, could it be men versus women? But then there were some women on our side. So that was a little bit confusing. Um, but obviously when we all came together, um, you know, we, it wasn't that. So that was just something interesting I noticed. All right. Well, going in from there, uh, John kind of gives you the, the lowdown. Um, and then all of a sudden he's just like, all right, get into tribes. <laughs> and I don't think there's anything that could prepare you for that moment. Uh, so what was that experience like for you? Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a common theme is like, and obviously I love John. Whenever he was talking, I was always so much in my head that I would only hear maybe about 30% of what he was saying. So it definitely took a couple seconds. And I think he even have to, he had to repeat it too. Like you need to start now, like get into groups. So as we kind of um, merged together with the other side of the people who checked in, I also um, I noticed that Holly was there. I have, I've seen her on Survivor Maryland. Um, I noticed Megan, who I actually had just played Pandora with back in March. And then I also saw Katie, who I knew of. Um, we had never spoken, but I knew her from the Pandora world too. So I was like, whoa, there's a lot of people here that I either know or know of. Um, but anyway, where I was standing, I think we kind of just like, almost just like formed a circle real quick. And I think we had... Um, we had five guys and three girls. Um, so it was me, Landon, Christina, Stephanie, Morgan, Jamie, I think Stu, Alex. Um, so somehow I think Stu kind of ran over to another group. And honestly, it happened so fast. It was like the flash. I just saw this like flash of a human being come running over. And all of a sudden, Katie is standing next to me. And I think she told me later on that day, like, I recognized you. So I ran over. So she was our, the final girl that we needed. Um, so it didn't really, I kind of thought like, you know, this wouldn't be our actual tribe. Um, but I was like, okay, this is like a good group. I know some of these people, so that's nice. And then we just kind of hit the ground running. A group went into the pond. Um, I took the first running, um, shift with Jamie. And I think I was just like, so like, anxious and just like, Oh my gosh, this is actually happening. Literally after the first run, after I grabbed the stuff and, and took it to our pile, I was like gassed out already. And I was like, Oh no, it got me really worried. Cause I'm like, I was like, Joe, you're a runner. You should not be like worn out already. But I think I was just so, you know, so much energy going into just being excited to be there, but it ended up being fine. Um, and then I took a turn in the pond the second time around. Um, which was like, I was just like, I'm literally in a random pond right now, like pushing this huge thing across. It was just very, it was very crazy, but it was really cool. Um, and it was just like, we're in it now. Like the game has started. It, it's funny. A lot of people talk about that dynamic of, you know, I did all of this prep and and I'm ready to go. But then when John says go, you're just like, wait, what? 
oh, this is <laughs> this is happening, mm-hmm. and uh, you're you're far from the only one. Like you just get gassed in the first five minutes, and it's really you just need to take some deep breaths. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I probably wasn't breathing much. <laughs> yeah, no, because it's just you know we have to remind ourselves on production all the time. Um, that, you know, the fog of war, like you guys are processing so much there at the beginning. I mean, you're processing, like, tr- like you said, you're like trying to make eyes at people and trying to take in the information of who's around you, what they look like for you. It was, had the added layer of having some connections there. And then, um, and, and then just the adrenaline of, okay, we need to compete and whether or not, this is going to be my tribe. It's still, you know, I'm putting first impressions out there and I'm also gathering first impressions. Like there's so much processing going on. You can't possibly like you're, you're going to get overloaded. That's just mm-hmm. what's going to happen. And obviously we saw some of that play out. Um, once you guys got out into the field um, and uh, we're trying to tackle uh, that uh, rope uh, challenge. Oh my um, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, it, that's where the, you know, you take eight people, all of whom are in that same mental state mm-hmm. and try to get them to cooperate and figure things out. Uh, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it truly is like a social experiment. Like, yeah. So we, yeah, we get to that rope thing and it was just chaotic and everyone was trying different things. And, um, I think this was talked about before, before, but I think Christina and possibly Katie had the right idea at one point where it was the ropes like intersected on one of the, um, things that were actually in the ground. But then someone was like, no, that wouldn't be it. Like to dig that up. And, um, it was just a lot of chaos. And if that was any indication of how things would go, further into the game um i don't know what else could have but uh yeah it was just a lot of it is funny though how like even though we weren't in tribes yet we were like that was our group like and you know we were like okay we need to do this we need to complete this we need to figure this out like we were just trying to i feel like everybody kind of fell into that like we need to just complete whatever the heck we're supposed to be doing right now um you know even though we ended up kind of needing the help of, of everyone in the game. Um, yeah, no, and it's fascinating in that early going people are taking on different roles. And like you said, you know, you had Katie and Christina who are thinking through things and you have, um, you know, Jamie who's thinking through it a different way. Um, and, um, my memory of you in that mix was sort of, you know, calmly trying to diplomatically say we should essentially listen to all ideas. And um, it just, um, yeah, it, 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 chaos ended up winning. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. So from this point on, you know, the challenge continues and it leads into basically you guys reluctantly finding out that, oh, we're doing a one world bit here. Uh, did you feel like it was a one world bit before it was like announced that you guys were staying at the, because even when John came out, he didn't say it was one world. It's just like, you guys are just all staying here. So like, what was your take on that whole situation? Yeah, we, I think when we finally, and I, I don't fully remember all the, the, 
whatever steps led us to getting to that camp. But I remember like we showed up and there was already another group there and we were kind of like, Oh, is this your, you know, thing? And we were, there was some confusion of, Oh, maybe we got the wrong spot. Um, but I think as the challenges kind of went on, especially when we, I think we opened up the lock that we kind of guessed on because that was when the questions came in of like, you know, how many people are named David and how many, you know, people have six letters in their last name and all that stuff. I think we ended up getting that kind of on a guess, but, um, I think it's, it started to kind of creep out and people started to guess like, Oh, I wonder if it's a one world situation. I kept, I was in denial. I was like, no, there's no way that's too many people to be in one spot. Um, I was like, I want to just be on one group or one tribe just to kind of worry about, you know, that amount of people. But yeah, kind of fast forwarding a little bit. I think it was, like once we knew that we had to, we were going to be staying at that camp, uh, we still all kind of stayed in our groups, but as it started getting dark, I think somebody was finally like, we probably should start looking for firewood. So I think that's when everybody kind of got up and started talking and like intermingling. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I was just trying to remember people's names at that point and like at least say hello to most people. I think I tried to get around to as many as I could. Um, and then I think Mandy was like working on the, the fire for the longest time. And once it got dark, we kind of all just retreated back to our original groups. I think, um, you know, it, uh, no one really wanted to be the person to kind of break that up at all. Um, and I certainly didn't want to do that. So it was just kind of like, okay, we're just going to sleep, you know, here in our groups and then kind of see what happens the next day. Did you see anyone else like really trying to mingle and stuff? Yeah, I know he's been mentioned a couple of times already on these, but um, our buddy Alex was being very, very outgoing, um, which was like great for me because I was like, okay, this puts a little bit of a target on him. Um, And he was, I mean, he's just like a super nice guy. And I think he was just so excited to be there, but it was kind of like anytime a group from like a smaller group from from another group would walk by, he would kind of like, say hello and kind of jump into that. Um, so I was like, okay, this is kind of good for me. Like it's kind of painting a target on someone. Um, that's really it. I mean, it was kind of, it was an interesting day. Like once we were kind of settled and it hadn't, it wasn't dark out yet, you know, we would do like little runs to like the restroom or to fill up water. And we would kind of intermingle with different groups there and talk a little bit, but, um, there wasn't too much, you know, not a ton of like one-on-one time with anybody that wasn't in your group. Um, but yeah, Alex is probably the person that stands out the most of just who was kind of bopping around to other, uh, other groups, you know, during that time. Gotcha. Cool. And, um, how was your first night experience? Was it everything you thought it would be? (laughs) 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 You know, coming into this, I was like, I know I'm not going to sleep the first night. I just know myself. I've been camping before. Like, I can't even sleep on air mattresses anymore. I don't know if that's an indication of getting older or what, but um, I I just knew. I was like, we're going to be sleeping on the ground. Like, I'm probably not going to sleep the first night. So we kind of, it was raining kind of on and off. Um, So we kind of just like laid our tarp down but then peeled the bottom of it kind of over us. But obviously everybody's different heights. So the people who are the tallest, you know, that much tarp has to stay down there. So it didn't really cover 
too much, but it, it honestly wasn't terrible. I mean, I didn't sleep at all, but, um, it was like, this is it. Like, this is what we signed up for sleeping on the ground in the rain, you know, cuddled up with strangers. Um, yeah, it was just like, I think a lot of my thinking time was just like, you signed up for this, like, this is what we're doing. Um, so it was cool. It was like, you know, this is part of the experience. Um, so it honestly wasn't super terrible. And the only thing was like, I, I could never get comfortable. So it was like, I would lay on my back for a little bit and then it would kind of hurt. So I would turn on a side that wouldn't last. I would turn on another side. So I felt bad. I had to keep, um, I think I was in between Stephanie and Landon the first night and I had to keep like whispering to them, like, I'm sorry, I need to turn. So we would kind of like all turn over. Um, I think Stephanie or Landon like called it like we were like hot dogs just kind of on a roller. Um, so I felt bad about that. Um, cause I just could never get comfortable and I had to keep switching, um, like positions, but, um, yeah, it was, you know, just part of the experience. Andy, anything you wanted to add for the first day before we move on? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm always fascinated, you know, and, and I guess we don't need to sort of belabor this, um, just in the dynamic of like when you get everybody into one space, you know, we on the production side think, well, you know, at first there's going to be some confusion. They're going to see other groups are there. But then when all three groups are there and there's a table there that has a note in a bottle sitting there, um, won't it dawn on them that, oh, oh, it's, it's one world. And yes, there's competitive elements, but you actually need to cross tribal lines to be able to um, get the information you need to unlock the thing. Won't that convey a certain amount of like, okay, um, we need to work together. And I mean, it's my working theory that, you know, everybody is going to be somewhat oppositional until told very clearly that, you know, you will not be breaking with, you know, breaching any sort of protocol <laughs> by talking <laughs> to other groups and that you won't be judged harshly for doing it. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, I think a big roaring bonfire might've taken care of that. Um, but, uh, you know, mm -hmm. weather being what it was, um, people ended up just being huddled in their corners and there wasn't a lot of crossing of lines, but like you said with Alex and we've heard from others about someone like Benji, where like, if you are actively talking to other groups, people talk that information away, whether or not they are judging you harshly for it. It's just information. And it's always that worry of like, do I put myself um, out there? But um, my one question about the opening for you is, you know, given some of your connections to the people on the tribe and your feeling about everybody after all of these activities, um, what? you know, what, what hypothetical started going through your head? Like, okay, this is not my tribe, but are there people here that I really want to work with? Like those initial impressions and those initial, like, huh, I could work with this person or that person. Like, were you starting to put plans together in your head as to who you really wanted to maybe build some bridges with, uh, and maybe move forward with? Yeah. And that's a good question. I was going to jump back to that a little bit too, because there was a little bit of strategizing going on that first night. Um, so obviously in my group, I had Christina who I knew I would work with. I had Stephanie and Katie who I knew I wanted to work with. And I, I had made a mistake earlier, um, during one of the pieces of the challenges. I think, um, our group split up four and four because we wanted to go to the other tribe to try to get some answers to those questions that we needed 
you know, their input from. And I think me, Katie and Stephanie were kind of running and I just turned back and I was like, Pandora Alliance, Pandora Alliance. And then mm-hmm. later on, I realized that Katie and Stephanie didn't know each other. I just assumed everybody from the Pandora org knew everybody else. Um, so that was kind of interesting. But um, so I knew I wanted to work with them. Um, I knew I wanted to work with Landon. I think he had approached me at some point um, that, you know, after we were kind of settled at camp to work together, I think Alex had approached me at, at one point. Um, I didn't really talk much strategy with Morgan or Jamie. And then as far as other people, like I said, like um, I was hoping to, once the tribes were formed to land on a tribe with either Holly or Jake. And I was going to kind of let them know that I had, you know, been a fan of college survivor and kind of use that to bridge a gap. I didn't want to bring that up too soon. I don't think it would have mattered, but I was kind of holding that in until I got on a tribe with them if I ever did. Um, and then I think maybe Patrick and I had a good conversation. Um, who else? And then of course, Megan, it was funny cause I had to like go over to Megan and kind of introduce, we had to introduce ourselves cause obviously there were other people around, but we already had known each other from Pandora. Um, so that was kind of funny, but so I kind of probably more focused on the people that I knew or knew of, but I was definitely, you know, I had my eye on some people that I didn't know. Um, you know, cause again, I was thinking this group won't be my tribe. Um, obviously we'll get to that later, but so yeah, those were kind of the people that I had, um, you know, at least on my mind as, as far as people that I wanted to work with and KWU as well. Um, I don't think we got to really talk too much that day, but uh, reward day, we were able to, to connect. That sounds like you had a lot of options. That's always a good thing early on. <laughs> yeah. What was it like? Uh, Cause a lot of people have been mentioning this as we're getting into to day two here. Um, mm-hmm. You have your first like proper confessional what was your confessional experience like and and uh, that kind of under talked about side of the game? Yeah, it was really interesting. I think Justin was the one that was bringing us over. I forget if it was the night because I know we did some night ones, too, in the rain. I forget if we did some earlier that day or maybe it was that next morning. Um, and it was funny because I had met Justin in person just a month before because he played a live game here in Tennessee and we were able to meet up in person. Then I think he asked me if I was playing and I said, no. Um, so I remember him kind of like nudging me a little bit after we were, you know, away away from everyone else. Like, I can't believe you didn't tell me. I was like, I'm a stickler for the rules. Like it said, you're not allowed to tell anyone. So I didn't. Um, but yeah, it was cool. Uh, just getting to sit down and kind of talk through some things, um, Again, it was like another part of the experience. It's like, you know, oh, I'm actually doing a confessional. Like, this is really cool. And I think I just kind of talked through, I don't remember much of what was said, but I think I kind of talked through some of the people in my group and maybe some things that had happened. Um, But yeah, it was exciting. It was just like another part of the game. Even just like having all the cameras around, I think probably by the next day, that was kind of forgotten. Like, you know, having conversations with people and there's a camera in your face, it kind of you kind of block that out after, after a while. So, but yeah, it was exciting to do a couple of confessionals. Um, and just kind of, you know, cause you're so much in your head. So it's nice to just release some of that to somebody who's not in the game and, but who understands kind of what's going on. So, um, yeah, enjoyed that. Yeah. It's something funny. we don't, I'm just 
setting on. you up here, Andy. I was just yeah. like, obviously, you've been conducting confessionals as long as I can remember, and I know you really enjoyed them. Um, what's it like, you know, constantly giving out these confessionals to all the players and getting this chance to talk with them individually? Well, it's funny. Um, <clears throat> the when we put the plan together, you know, we're finding blocks of time based on what the game design is when we get to talk to the players. And, you know, we found uh, over the years that talking to people on Wednesday, you know, it, it's good to get a little quick um, intro, which is what we did, um, just a few words. But, um, you know, the game is hardly underway. But by Thursday morning, we're sort of chomping at the bit to, uh, you know, find out what people's experiences are and, and how things are starting to coalesce. Um, and, you know, what burgeoning alliances do we have out there? Um, but, uh, you know, speaking to what you were just talking about, Joe, that, um, you know, this feeling that, um, you know, by day two, the cameras are familiar. It, it, the, there's such a deer in the headlights in the first true confessional when you're sitting down and we're setting up and sort of walking through like, okay, you know, production, you know, doesn't share any information that you give us. And if you can repeat the question um, a little bit so that, uh, you know, we know what question, you know, you're answering and stuff and whatnot. And, and I was so bad at that. Yeah. I was about to say like, you, that's one of your uh, defining characters. Characteristics oh, uh, in, 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 no, in in the tribal, or I'm sorry, in the confessionals, um, saying you just you, you apologized every time, uh, <laughs> even though like you did a fine job with it. Um, you know, it, some people you know just <laughs> ignore all of it and just start talking, and that's fine. Um, but uh, you know, you were so authentically and genuinely like, oh, I don't think I repeated a single word of the <laughs> questions. I'm so sorry. And it's like, no, no, it's good. We we. Um, if we didn't get what confessional we needed, uh, we'd keep asking questions, but it, it's just so much fun. Like that, that vibe that you're talking about, Joe, where, um, like, Oh my gosh, I'm sitting down and having my first real confessional. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, that energy it's, a, it's, it's, it's a drug. Like that's what keeps us coming back because we just want to go through it again. Cause we can see what you're experiencing and you know, there's a, um, an art and an artifice to, to trying to draw somebody out, connect with them, ask the right questions that'll get us the best answers. And, um, you know, uh, Joe, uh, you're, you're thoughtful, um, and sort of earnest about like, okay, the question you asked me, I'm going to give you the best darn answer I can give you. Um, and you know, that's, you know, that sort of, you know, sort of thoughtful, reflective energy is, is, you know, I, I, I you maybe end up being surprised, like when your confessionals end up on screen, um, you know, they're a great counterpoint to some of the, you know, you know, people who are, you know, have higher highs and lower lows, let's put it that way. Mm. Um, and, uh, but yeah, no, those, those first set of confessionals, it's like, you know, we're as hungry for the information as you are to sort of start getting it off of your chest. So, um, that Thursday morning was, it's, it, it, it sticks more in my memory than, than the Wednesday, you know, quick intro thing, mm. um, because it's our first sense of like, what do we really have going on here? And who are these people after, you know, a night, uh, in the rain huddling together? So mm -hmm. yeah, it's always fun. 
so as we're moving along with day two, we have our first like reward challenges. And the big twist that we have is that uh, you're doing it individually, you know, swapping for every time. And there's going to be challenge bucks involved. Um, how did this first challenge go for you? And what was your impression of the twists at the time? Yeah, I, I, I liked um, I loved how you guys did reward day. I thought um, mixing up the teams each time was great, I think. You know, because you got a chance to be with pretty much almost everyone, depending on how things um, shook out. And then the challenge bucks aspect was pretty interesting. I think, you know, having seen uh, Winners at War and kind of how the fire tokens worked, it was kind of nice to kind of sort of know maybe how that would work out. Um, I wasn't super, like, I, I didn't, getting a lot of challenge bucks wasn't really my strategy which is also easy to stay in, say now because I didn't really do that well in the reward challenges. I think I only ended up, I think we started, we all got one to start with, I believe. And then I think I only ended up getting five more. Um, so I, that wasn't like on my radar as like, oh, I need to get as many challenge bucks as I can. But I thought it was definitely a really cool um, aspect to it. And then, um, yeah, I think, so was the first challenge the hands on the idol or the idol on the paddle well, that was that was the second one the first one was the slingshot oh oh gosh how could i forget that yeah um so yeah that was yeah that was interesting so we were in two big groups for that um Stu took the lead on the on the uh the slingshot as we know um i took the role of like throwing the ball the first person to throw the ball or whatever unfortunately mandy we were on like a hill and the ball went into the pond a couple times and she had to just like jump in and get the ball a few times, which I felt so bad. Um, but yeah, that was interesting. Um, you know, I mean, Stu tried his hardest, like, you know, kudos to him for even just stepping up in that role. Um, but I think it was kind of nice. Like I, I never, I kind of went into the challenges even as a whole, like I never wanted to, I just wanted to be like average. Like I didn't want to stand out as like a challenge beast but I also wanted to at least make sure I could contribute in some way. So I think I did an okay job at that. And obviously with the challenge buck um, twist, like the people that started winning a lot, obviously everybody was kind of keeping their eye on. I think like Jamie and Benji and Chris maybe um, are just three names that I remember thinking about as things were going on who were getting a lot of them. So I thought, you know, that could paint a little bit of a target on you. So um, so yeah, I loved how reward reward day went, and um, I liked that we, you know, got switched up with different teams each time. Um, so Joe, um, I, I you listened to the to the Katie podcast, so you, you mm-hmm. might be able to anticipate where I'm going with this. But you know, she said that you know when you got to the later challenges on Thursday, when you got to pick a partner or end up in a trio, that it was very much um, just grab whoever's around. Um, and, um, I look at your pairings and you ended up with Caitlin, mm-hmm. um, and then, um, I'm not sure if, what was that one random or was that, um, you know, you trying to build a bridge? What was um, your thinking there? Yeah. So that was the one where I think that might've been the first, I forget if that was before we had to do the hay bell challenge or not, but that one seemed a little bit more impactful because um, John was like, you need to have a partner or something. And of course, my mind goes to, okay, we're going to partner up and then 
pick tribes based on the partnerships that we have. So I think I remember talking to Katie or Christina about like, should we like we stick together so that we end up on the same tribe? Um, and I think somebody was like, we probably should branch out. Um, so I forget it. I made, I don't know how it ended up happening, but I think somehow pairs started forming all around and I started asking different people and they were already paired up. So I walked over to, I forget who Caitlin was standing with. Um, and I was like, do either of you have a partner? And Caitlin was like, no. And I was like, oh, perfect. And it ended up working out in a way of like you said, building a bridge. Like I didn't, I don't think I had a chance to really connect with Caitlin much before that. So it was really nice just getting that time again with somebody who I didn't get to connect with. Um, and instantly I was like, oh, she would definitely be somebody I would love to work with um, once we get into tribes. Um, you know, again, it didn't happen that way. But, um, and yeah, and I think the other time we had to pick, um, well, I'm sorry, I'm kind of jumping around a little bit, but when I ended up being partnered with Kwu for the balancing of the idol thing, um, I inst- like that was kind of the first time I was able to have like a really good conversation with him with no one really able to hear. And I told him, I was like, listen, like we kind of, you know, talked a little bit about our East ourselves. And then I was like, Hey, I really want to work with you. Like, I hope we end up on a, a tribe together. Um, which again, I feel like I keep, um, teasing future moments, but you know, <laughs> that'll come into play definitely later on. Um, so that was nice. And then I think the other time we had to pick people, was for like the hay bale and the the knots challenge, which I was terrible at. Um, it ended up being me, Stu, and Stephanie. I think that was more of just like we might have just been standing next to each other, and we were just like, "Hey, let's do this together." Um, I don't think there was a there was much strategy, at least on my part, um, for that one. But uh, so yeah. Yeah, and, that's, uh, it's, it's, sorry, it's oh, um, interesting. Just there, I. I um, I would have thought that uh, the you with Stephanie and Stu, since you ended up uh, on the same tribe together, might have been, um, you know, something a, a precursor uh, and, and that that led you down that path. But it sounds like it was more uh, happenstance than anything. Yeah, and we ended up being the last three picked for Halada later, which is interesting. Now that you bring that up, so yeah, yeah, it was like a little. Uh, live teaser of what was to come. (laughs) Now let's just briefly go over some of your personal highlights before we get to the, 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 uh, the picking of the tribes there. Mm -hmm. Um, what was some of your favorite moments, whether it be fun or important to your game, uh, for just those challenges leading up to that point. Yeah, I actually just went through um, the photos of the reward challenges earlier today. I didn't remember this, but I made it to, I think it was um, for the balancing of the idol on the, what is that challenge called? Why can't I think of the name of it? Is it idol hands or hot pursuit? No, not hot pursuit. Anyway, um, I made it to like, it was me, Stephanie and Alex in the end. And then I think, Actually, I think it was me versus Alex. So that was kind of cool. I kind of forgot that I had made it that far. I thought I was out pretty early. So um, seeing that was kind of cool. And then um, the challenge where we had to put one person up on the planks, um, which was, I think, one of the two, one of the only two times that I um, won something uh, during reward day. But that was really cool. I was actually supposed to go up there and be up on the, um, on the planks. But 
like I knew myself, I'm not the greatest with balance and I probably could have done it. Cause it was, I mean, cause you could kind of like go down on your knees and kind of just scoot across, but I was just worried about trying to balance up there. And, and so I ended up kind of backing off of that and then Caitlin ended up doing it and she did a great job with that. Um, but that was really cool. We, I think we even like kind of came from behind a little bit in that challenge. Um, but as soon as we got the puzzle pieces down, like we just like, I think there was maybe six of us on, on a team. Like we all just worked so well together, um, got that puzzle done so quick. So that was, that was a really cool moment, um, winning that challenge. And then I think the other one that we won was the, um, like the don't drop your ball contraption that Chris beast moded. Um, but that was cool. And again, I knew I couldn't do any of the balancing. Um, but I'm, I'm better at balancing things, I guess, like using my hand. So I was like, I'll be the person that transfers the ball, but I knew I couldn't do the balance beams. Um, and our team worked really well together for that one too. So not to just highlight the things that the, the moments where we won, but, they were just nice moments, especially because, like I said, I wasn't really winning a ton that day. So it was kind of nice to get a couple wins under my belt, um, you know, and get a get a few challenge bucks along the way. Awesome. Did you have any strategy with the challenge bucks, by the way? Um, sort of. Once we got, you know, once we got into our tribes and got, get back to camp, I can kind of talk through kind of how I use them. But, um, I didn't really think about anything until we learned that we would be able to kind of bid on, um, bid on things like throughout the day. So kind of jumping ahead to once we're in tribes, um, when we were collecting them all for the auction, I, well, I only had, I had six, but it was only I had two threes. So I was like, well, I don't want to give up all six. I want to keep some. So I only gave three um, into like the pot for our tribe. Um, no one really saw or noticed. And I figured like, because I wasn't on anyone's radar of someone that was getting a lot, I knew that I could just give a couple and, and keep some for myself. Um, but yeah, I'll get into how that comes into play um, once we get to that point. But that was really it. And I think just like, again, keeping my eye on people, that I knew were winning a ton and just knowing that, um, cause I think the top earner won a reward or an advantage, which I think ended up being Jamie. Um, so just kind of keeping that in the back of my mind of like who was winning a lot, who might have a lot, um, you know, once we're on tribes, I just kind of kept that information, uh, on file. Cool. Anything else to add, Andy? Uh, no, uh, I I'm, I'm just sitting here eager to get to the schoolyard pick. So, <laughs> well, let's wait no more. Let's get right into it. Joel, tell us about your role in this schoolyard pick and how it turned out. And then after you finish explaining, you know, how it turned out and how you think that impacted your game, I'd love your take on if you could make your own team and choosing every single person, who would it be? Oh gosh, I think you asked someone else that before and I didn't think of an answer, but we'll get to that if I can think of something. Um, so yeah, so we, we get to that moment and we're all pulling, um, you know, the rolled things out of the bag. And then I see that, I think it was, it was Jake Miller, Kelsey, and then Jamie are the captains. Um, 
so yeah, I was just like, this is it. Like, this is where we pick our tribes finally. Like I, I really didn't know what to expect. Um, so Jamie picking Landon, I wasn't surprised by, um, and then, you know, Kelsey and, and Jake picked their people. I knew after a couple picks that like, I didn't want to go to another tribe, but, um, so Jamie picks Landon, which I wasn't surprised. Landon picking Morgan actually really shocked me. Um, just because I didn't notice that they had really connected much, especially like the first day. So that was kind of surprising. I was like, Hmm. And I was, I, I don't know if I was thinking I would be Landon's top pick, but I figured I'd be somewhere up there. And I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting. And then I was like, I don't know who the heck Morgan's going to pick. And then Morgan picks Katie, which also surprised me. And I was just like, wait, what's happening here? <laughs> like, I didn't really see them connecting much, which kudos to them if they were able to do that kind of unnoticed. Um, so then once Katie was picked, that was like, anytime anyone was picking on the other two tribes, I was just like not looking over there, like looking down. I didn't want to make eye contact. Um, but then when Katie got picked, I was like, oh, perfect. So I'm like staring into her soul. I'm like telepathically telling her like, pick me, pick me, pick me. And then she picks Christina. And I was like, okay. Like, and they had clicked like really quickly um, in our first group. So I wasn't super surprised by that, but I was kind of hoping she would pick me. And then when it got back to Christina, I was like, okay, like I need to be picked. Like it's getting, we're getting low in, in the numbers. And I think at some point during all of that, Alex randomly had gotten chosen for um, Tamunga, and I didn't want something like that to happen to me. I was like, I don't want to get randomly pulled, you know, to another tribe. Um, so luckily, you know, I'm making eyes at Christina and she picks me. I was like, you know, thank you for that. And then um, for it comes down to my choice and I had to pick a female. Um, so it came down to Stephanie, Megan and Grace um, and I knew, I was like, I have to pick Stephanie because I'm like, I can't let her get sent to another tribe and be the only, you know, person from our original group. Um, so of course I picked Stephanie. And then as I'm walking, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I think pretty early on, I was like, wait, this is pretty much our original group from the start. Um, and I wasn't really paying too much attention to what the breakdown was on the other two sides. Um, except like knowing that Alex was from our group originally and was over there. And then of course we got Stu, um, and I had to kind of break the news to him that it was a seven to one situation, um, which was kind of tough to do, but, um, so yeah, it was just, it was nice to just finally like be on our tribes, get our buffs, get our shirts. Like, of course that's a big moment. Um, as far as picking a whole tribe, I don't know if, if I have an answer to that. I mean, I think, like I mentioned before, some of the people that I connected with that weren't from that group, like Kwu, maybe Patrick, um, Caitlin, Jake or Holly, Megan, like there was, there's definitely other people that if I would have, would have ended up on my tribe or if I would have ended up on theirs that I could have, you know, tried to connect with. But, um, you know, I was happy with the group I, I was on. I think, um, you know, again, knowing of, Stephanie and Katie and then having Christina, I was like, this is perfect. Um, so yeah, I think it worked out in an interesting way for sure. Did you, uh, have any worries, uh, at this point that, cause you know, you, you mentioned like, I didn't want to end up being, you know, stranded 
on a tribe where I'm easily outnumbered. And obviously you had that dynamic with Stu, mm-hmm. but when you only have one, um, you know, and, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit and, and we don't have to talk about it yet, but like that creates a dynamic where, well, yeah, sure. You get one easy vote, but then you're going to have to turn on each other. Yeah. And it gets, um, so was that a concern at all at that point when you looked at your eight or were you just like, okay, I'm feeling good because, um, you know, I, I have some strong connections here. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling like, you know, when the second vote rolls around that anyone's going to be saying my name. Yeah. I think I, I probably thought about it a little bit, maybe closer to that night or maybe even the next morning, but I hadn't really connected much with Morgan or Jamie. So just in my mind, I was like, okay, I want to work with Christina, Katie, Stephanie, and then also Landon. So I was like, at least I have some inroads with them. And then, you know, I could try to use the time to maybe connect with Morgan and Jamie a little bit. Um, So yeah, I wasn't super worried about that. And obviously no one thought we were going to lose as much as we did. So you know, of course that's going to come into play, but, um, yeah, I I don't think I started thinking about it until maybe the next day or the next morning. Um, you know, just really about the dynamics and I didn't want to think ahead too much, but I knew that I had a good amount of options. So I didn't necessarily feel worried. It was a little bit worrisome. Like I mentioned before, just being lower on the totem pole of when I was chosen, but I felt like with the group that we had that I would have been you know, okay. If we had gone to a couple tribals. And, uh, well, and, and you hit Friday and uh, some tribals you do in fact go to. <laughs> yes. Um, I'll, I'll talk about that night though, real quick. Yeah. Just to, I'll have a couple of quick stories about that. Um, so yeah, we get the, back to camp, um, at, you know, after the, 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 uh, the tribe pick. And, um, it was interesting even just going to camp, I think, especially once I got to a different camp later on, but, um, it was definitely smaller than I thought it was going to be. And because there was really only one path, I don't know what I was expecting, honestly, but I thought that there'd be more, I thought it would be easier to kind of break off and talk individually. And you really only had to do that if like you were going to the restroom or like, if you started walking down a path with someone, but then two other people wanted to talk, then you kind of had to like shift around. So that, that was an interesting dynamic that I wasn't expecting of like, I thought for whatever reason, there would be more opportunity to get like one-on-one time with more people that night. But honestly, like, you know, we, um, you know, we got to camp and I guess we can get into the whole, um, the auction and splitting up for that too. Um, but yeah, it was kind of, I think that was something that I wasn't expecting was I, I thought that there'd be more chances and more like kind of places to go to chat, but, um, there wasn't. Yeah. Um, it's, it's one of the differences, um, we have with, uh, when we were in Maine, um, one of the, um, physical aspects of Maine that I miss is that there were a lot of interconnected trails, 
Mm. Um, and the camps were along these trails. And so there were a number of spokes off which people could wander and have a reason to go in that direction and, you know, gathering wood or whatever and having a chance to uh, talk in twos and threes. In a way, it can be a challenge to do um, in Illinois because of the longer paths. Like you said, it's one single path back in there. Um, I mean, there are spaces to do it. Um, but you have to do more work to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and especially with our camp, like there was a, there looked like there was a couple like overgrown little pathways that you could kind of go down, but because it was kind of downhill, if anybody was at camp, they would obviously see who was down there. So it was a little tough, but, um, and I do remember kind of walking back. I, I think I hung back and was walking with Morgan a little bit and I was trying to like connect with her. I wasn't really getting too much like game talk. Um, and also what was interesting was when we, I think we stopped at like the restrooms and the, and the water first and it kind of looked like she was kind of just like wandering around looking for idols, which I kind of filed that away. I was like, this is interesting. I'm like, I like where she was in the, the, the order of the tribe pick, I was like, I figured she felt safe. So that was something interesting I picked up. And then even when we got to camp, um, she kind of would like wander down the, those little smaller trails that were connected to our camp um, seemingly looking for idols. So I was just like, that, that was kind of an interesting behavior that I, that I picked up. Um, cause I, f- I figured she felt safer than she did. Um, so that was just something I wanted to mention cause that kind of comes into play the next day. Um, but yeah. And then I guess I can talk about just the, the auction and the, um, you know, having to split up, um, once we got back to camp. Yeah, no, please. Um, yeah, I didn't mean to jump ahead to, to the boots. I mean, a lot happened um, uh, before we got around to that. So um, when, you know, the three different groups were being um, split off where you had some people going off for a challenge and you had some people staying back at camp and you had some people going to the auction, um, how'd that play out for you? Yeah. So I knew that I think the most obvious thing was like Jamie was going to go to the auction because he had won a bunch of challenge bucks. And that's when we kind of decided like, Hey, let's pitch in, you know, and give them to to him. So that's when I gave just three of my six. Um, but, uh, I kind of, I don't know if, I don't think I really steered it this way, but I was, I didn't want someone who I wasn't going to be closely working with, like, not in one of the groups. So it worked out great for me because it was Jamie and Stephanie went to the auction. Um, Katie, Christina and Stu stayed back at camp. And then myself, Landon and Morgan went on to do the challenge. So I was like, okay, this is perfect. Like if there's anything that happens, I can check in with Stephanie or if I can check in with Katie and Christina. Um, so it was kind of nice that like the, the closest people that I had were kind of all spread out. Um, so we go off to the challenge. It's this, the puzzle on the stairs, which I was really excited to play. Um, I think we ended up getting second place in that and winning some rice. And then as we're walking back, um, we had an opportunity to, I think it was to give up the rice. I think we would get challenge bucks and then get to know what happened back at camp, I believe. Cause I think the people at camp were able to know what happened at the auction. It, it, Correct me if I'm yeah. wrong. No, no, no. That's, that's, that's accurate. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> the people, um, at the auction because they had put themselves out there to, um, 
you know, be in charge of you know, all the procurement for the tribe. They had an option of getting information of what was going down in both places. Okay, cool. I don't think I knew that part of it. So that's awesome. Um, so yeah, so um, me, Landon and Morgan were kind of standing there talking and um, I think one of them might've wanted to try to go for it, but I was kind of like, listen, I was like, we just won rice in front of two other tribes. I was like, if we swap and this situation comes up, like it'll be known that we sacrifice the rice for information. So I was against doing that. And again, in my mind, I was like, if something happens back at camp, Christina or Katie will let me know. So it didn't make sense to give up what we won um, to do so. So I was kind of against it. And then another thing that happened um, was as we were walking back, me, Landon and Morgan kind of solidified a final three. Um, and that was really the, the probably really the only time that like Morgan and I at least had talked any game. So of course I said yes to that. Um, we'll see how that comes into play later. But um, so that was just some more game talk that happened. Um, but yeah, we got back to camp. It was funny. Stu, Katie and Christina were just sitting on like the tribe box. It was just like we were coming back home to like our parents or something. Um, and then we showed them that we won like the rice or whatever. And then I think Stephanie and Jamie came back um, a little bit after us with like tons of stuff. So we were all just like super excited. I think, um, you know, Jamie jumped on kind of, hey, let's get the fire going. So we started kind of collecting firewood you know, there was definitely some strategic talks happening. Again, it was a little tough because we were kind of all in that one area, but, you know, you would get a couple of whispers in and, you know, I kind of solidified like wanting to work with Stephanie and I solidified wanting to work with Christina and solidified wanting to work with Katie. And then Landon was also pitching a couple different, he pitched like a five with him, Jamie, Morgan, myself and Stephanie. And then of course, talking with Christina I think he pitched a five with her and Katie, you know, replacing me and Stephanie. So it was nice having Christina to kind of compare notes on kind of what was happening. Um, and it was also just really interesting navigating, knowing Katie and Stephanie, but not letting Christina know that. And then also knowing Christina and not letting Katie and Stephanie knowing that that just got so jumbled in my brain. Um, but it was just like, I had to keep that, I don't know. I, I probably could have told all of them and it probably wouldn't have been a big deal. And I think Katie actually ended up revealing to Christina that Katie knew me, but Christina kept it under wraps that she knew me. So I don't know. That was a really interesting aspect that I just wasn't expecting, you know, obviously going into survival challenge, but yeah, no, so that, we, we talk about it as production where <laughs> we do our best to try to track down overlapping, but in the world of orgs, it can be, you know, there's so many of them, um, you know, we can track, you know, the various casts of the live games, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, with the org connections, it can be challenging. Um, and, you know, for a while there, you know, we were, you know, getting a little, frustrated when there was overlap, but then we realized, we talked about it at length and it's such a double-edged sword like you're talking about where it's like, on the one hand, you've got some built-in connections. On the other hand, you know, do you use them? Um, Does that, Mm -hmm. does that out you as somebody who's dangerous because you have connections? You know, how do you hide the fact that, you know, okay, I'm forming something over here, but I'm going to talk to this person I know over here, but that person might see it in this person. It's just, there's, 
you know, it, it's a hard thing to navigate. So as much as it helps, it can potentially hurt. Yeah. And that, that definitely came into play. And I think I, I always knew going in that if I had, if I saw someone that I knew, I wouldn't tell anyone else. That was just kind of something I had thought of. And, you know, it was obviously interesting getting there and there being six people. Um, but yeah, it definitely, it definitely played a factor. I think this is kind of jumping ahead just as far as my thought process on everything. Like, I think I definitely leaned on the people that I knew a little bit more than I should have. <clears throat> but again, being on a tribe with three people, three other people that I knew, it, it, it was really kind of like my first experience with that. I mean, you know, playing like an online game where there were some returnees that I knew is a little bit different, but being in person with them, it just adds a whole another layer. And, um, so yeah, it definitely, it would have been, I think it would have been interesting to have put me on a different tribe where maybe I only knew one person and kind of see where I could go with that. But it was, it, it was kind of like a blessing and a curse in a way to kind of have three built in allies in a tribe of eight. Um, and then of course, you know, with as many travels as we went to, it definitely gets messy as it gets further down the line. But, um, so yeah, it was interesting. Like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say like, oh, I wish there was only one person in the game that I knew or anything like that. But, um, that was really just my first experience with that type of situation. So, um, for me, I was just kind of like, I, I have to use the connections that I have, you know, to survive. Anything else you want to touch on for this day before we move on to the next day? Yeah. One other story I have is, um, I don't think many people know this, but so we, so we built a fire, we had rice that night. It was so cool. We just like had that true like survivor moment. Um, we weren't able to keep the fire going the entire night just because we were burning through all the wood that we were finding so quickly, but that was just like a nice moment. Like we all just sat around, you know, we got to know each other. We were, <clears throat> we were telling stories it was just like one, again, one of those like authentic survivor moments, um, sitting around the fire eating. I, I forget if it was mushy. Yeah. I think it was mushy rice because I think we ended up burning it the next morning, but, um, just, I don't know, just like sharing in that. And like, you know, I think too, just with like everything going on with like the pandemic and stuff, it was just nice to like be around other people and like socialize and meet new people. Um, I mean, before I did survival challenge, like I really didn't do anything social. Like that was really my first big social event. I'll even say, um, you know, from everything that was going on. So it was just kind of a nice moment to just like get to know some new people and have that experience and share it. And, um, you know, it definitely got a little bit cold at night. And once again, I did not sleep. Um, but what was interesting was, um, so we had two tarps at that point. So we split off. It was, um, Jamie, Landon, Christina, and Katie were kind of like up. It was kind of like a slant or a hill. And then myself, Stephanie, Morgan, and Stu were down in the other one. Um, but I don't know what happened. I think I like, I don't know if it was from the tarp or something. I kind of moved and moved the tarp. And all of a sudden, both of my eyes started burning. And it was the most intense feeling that I've ever had. And I kind of like shot up and I was like, what is going on? And I felt bad. I was like, guys, I'm sorry. Like, I mean, I don't know who was actually sleeping, but I'm like, something is going on. Like my eyes are on fire. And I had, um, I was wearing contacts out there, but I would take those out, you know, at night. So, um, I don't know. I started panicking a little bit and like, I think Stephanie was like, should we pour like water in your eyes? But everybody had used the propel. So I was like, I don't think pouring sugary water 
in my eyes is probably a good idea. Um, so I literally, I think I, so we had the walkie talkies obviously for the medic. Um, so I think I had it in my hand. Like I was that close to calling the medic and I was like, this is so embarrassing. Like what is going on? Like my tribe's going to like vote me out first for this like weird thing that's happening. So luckily with having contacts, I had my contact solution. So I just started like squeezing it into both of my eyes. And luckily after like 10 minutes, whatever it was went away, thankfully, but it was a really weird phenomenon that I had never felt. And I was like, I don't know if it was like, I just got dirt in it or something, but I was, I was very, very close to, to calling the medic. Um, luckily that went away. Um, cause that would have been really embarrassing. I really didn't want them to have to like trudge out there and find me. And I don't know what would have happened, but, um, so yeah, good thing we had the, uh, it was nice having the walkie talkies though, to just have that little comfort in case we needed, needed somebody. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I don't even, I, 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 it's, it's a mystery. I don't know what you were enduring there. And it sounds to me like if you had had bug spray and some of it like dripped into your eyeball or something, but um, it, it is interesting that you know, players really don't want to make that call. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you know, whether it's showing weakness to one's tribe mates or, you know, not it, it just not wanting to interrupt the experience. Um, but uh, as we try to tell the players, like, please, we're we're not going to pull you from the game. And <laughs> you know, hopefully, you know, the 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 tribe. I mean, we we cast you know the the nicest and best people that we can, and you know they're not going to judge you harshly because you know your eyes are burning. Um, <laughs> I, I, although maybe it, I mean I, we've gone through the experience before. Um, you know, some people actually um, get a little smoke blind because uh, they haven't sat around a campfire and uh, had smoke shooting in their eyes. So maybe that had something to do with it. Yeah, but, and obviously, like you know, I had to put my fingers into my eyes to take my contacts out. So I was like, maybe dirt got in that way. Like it was yep. just a very strange situation. Um, but yeah, luckily it went away. And um, actually I completely forgot on reward day. Wait, was it reward day? Yeah. On reward day, um, I had gotten some weird like bug bites on my hand that had little like targets. I was like, that doesn't look right. And I remember um, sitting in like a circle, I think Kelsey, Chris and Holly were there with some other people and Kelsey was trying to like diagnose what it was and freaking me out because she was like, oh, it could be Lyme's disease or ringworm or tick bites. And I was like, what? I was probably making the most like scared face. Um, so I did go see the medic actually that day too. So that was, that was like another reason why I was like, I already had to go see the medic once. Like now I'm gonna have to call one over tonight because of my eyes. Um, but it ended up being fine. They you know, whatever it was went away, um, by the next day. But I was just like, I don't want to be the, the one known to like be calling the medic every five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, not what we want our, uh, survivor story to be. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's get into the big day. <laughs> um, yeah. next day comes, uh, and you guys not only go to the first tribal, uh, but you go to the first two tribals. And let me tell you, I know what that's like. It's not fun. <laughs> uh, so um, break down the process of these back-to-back -back challenges and tribals for you guys in your tribe. Yeah, so I, I do want to say going into the night before the immunity challenges, I actually was 100% on board with not voting Stu out first. Um the, the people that were kind of 
in my radar were sort of Morgan and Jamie. And again, not nothing that they necessarily did. It was just, we hadn't connected like strategically much. Um, I think Jamie and I had our first one-on-one conversation, like the morning of the immunity challenges. Um, and again, like Landon had pitched different fives and threes. And, you know, of course I was just kind of saying yes to everything, but you know, they were just at that, by that point, it was kind of like, I was kind of set on who I wanted to work with. And, um, I felt like we could probably use Stu. Um, and I think at one point he like ran over to his old groups and was like bringing us back all this information. And I was like, you know, we could maybe use him to bridge a gap later on at a swap. So I went to bed again, I didn't sleep, but I went to bed that night, like hundred percent, not wanting to take Stu out first. Um, but that next morning before we headed to the challenges, I checked in with Christina and she was kind of like not on board with it at that point. And I don't really know what changed. Um, maybe she can get into that with her podcast. But I was like, if I don't have Christina, basically Christina and Katie were, were such a strong pair by that point. So I was like, if I don't have them on board, it doesn't make sense for me to st- stick my neck out to you know, try to change the very first vote. So um, I did want to keep Stu, but it, d- it didn't happen that way. But um yeah, after we lost the first challenge, um, which it was, it was kind of close. It was the blocks challenge, I believe. Um, you know, retrieving the blocks, which it, it was really cool to even just do that challenge because, of course, we've seen that on the show a bunch of times. Um, and then we just couldn't get, you know, them stacked, unfortunately. But uh, so, yeah, the you know, I remember kind of it was like, okay, like the game is on now. Like we have to we have to vote and Um, I remember things being a little bit chaotic and, you know, in the holding area, which, you know, was, I know it's been talked about before, but it was nice that you had different sections that you can kind of pull people, you know, around and and have one-on-one conversations. So that was kind of nice. But uh, the vote was like basically going to be Stu, but then um, I think Jamie and Lynn kind of got nervous if he had an idol because we were telling Stu to vote for Morgan Um, and obviously they didn't want to lose Morgan. So they came up to me and they were like, we're throwing two votes on Christina. And I was just like, okay, fine. And you know, was I truly fine with that? Not really, but I knew that I was like pretty sure Stu didn't have an idol. And, um, you know, I knew that he would go anyway, even with the two votes. So, um, I think, so yeah, it was definitely very chaotic. Um, and you know, Stu definitely tried his hardest, like, you know, he pitched his case to us all and, you know, he was definitely there to play. It was just, you know, unfortunate it being seven to one, you know, there wasn't really much we could do. So we had to, we had to let Stu go, but I feel like honestly, this is like a weird thing to say, but I think he was the best first boot that we probably could have had because I feel like he was just, you know, even just listening to his podcast recently, like, I think he just took everything in stride. He had such a great experience. Like, in the game and post game, um, you know, I don't know if other people would have had that good of a positive experience going out that early, but um, it was tough. I mean, that's when it got real, like going up to the, to the voting urn and like, you know, casting a vote. It was like, okay, this is like why we're here. Like we're playing the game now. Um, and then the second challenge was, what was the second challenge? Why can't I remember? I mean, I know we lost it. Was it the food eating challenge or is that? No, that was later. 
That was later. What was the second one? Oh, it was the um, filling up the 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 glass jars challenge. Um, so that one was interesting. So actually, um, Landon ended up getting um, he he bid his challenge bucks at our first um, you know the first opportunity that we had, and he ended up getting um, a clue, and he shared that with me, and he said, <clears throat> "I have to knock over." one of the jars to get an idle clue. And I was like, well, we just for, lost our first challenge, but, I'll, but I was like, you should go for it. So, you know, he did that and we'll get into that a little bit later. But cause I, I figured like knock over the first jar, we could still come back and win. I, I you know, I don't think we were close regardless, but um, so we lost that challenge. And then this is where things got really interesting um, you know, losing Stu. So numbers wise, like, and, and another reason why I didn't stick my neck out too much for it to not be Stu the first time was like, I knew that as long as Stu or Morgan went at the first vote, like my, I would have the numbers in the tribe because it was me, Christina, Stephanie, and Katie. Um, so it, it wasn't a huge deal, you know, of who went first, as long as it was, wasn't one of the people that I wanted to work with. So but now getting to the second vote, you know, Landon and Jamie are trying to pull me in to vote with, you know, vote out Christina, you know, little do they know that I'm working, you know, closely with her. And, um, you know, of course we didn't want to, you know, I wasn't going to vote out Katie, Christina or Stephanie. So, you know, we were pushing hard for Morgan. Um, I, I didn't know this. I think in Katie's podcast, she said that she actually told Jamie that we were doing that, but I don't know if Jamie and Landon thought that I was with them um, but we end up voting out Morgan, unfortunately, um, four to three kind of blindsiding, not only her, but I guess Jamie and Landon too. And, um, looking back, I probably should have told Landon cause we had a conversation after that vote, of course. And like, he was like, I wanted to work with you. And like, I wanted to work with him, but it was just such a messy situation. And I knew that they were close um, and again, with idols, like one of them could have played an idol for her and, you know, Christina would have gone. So I just decided not to tell anyone, you know, other than the people I was voting with. And, you know, of course that erupted into a whole situation. Um, but I think what was interesting to learn from that was how close Jamie and Katie got because he then revealed that he had given her a, a steal of vote, which was really interesting um, and kudos to Katie. Like she was making connections with so many people out there. Um, so that kind of just led into, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of drama, I guess. <laughs> well, as we touched on, <clears throat> sorry, um, a little bit earlier, you know, when you're starting to make those harder choices, um, yeah, as you heard on, on, um, Katie's podcast that, um, you know, she's walking between two groups and um, is kind of, you know, deciding which way things are going. And, um, you know, the, but, you know, it, it, it got very real, very fast for you guys in a way mm-hmm. that it didn't have to on the other tribes. And that's just the nature of the composition that, um, you know, interestingly enough, like you said, you were interested in working with Stu and, um you weren't alone in that Christina and Katie had talked about it in confessional that maybe it isn't our best option to get rid of Stu. And I don't know that anyone was articulating it. I think people just felt it like 
if we vote Stu out, it's just going to delay the inevitable. Mm-hmm. That, um, you know, we don't want to vote on anybody, but um, that second vote is going to make something explode. Yeah. And do you want to wait for that to be the second vote? Do you just rip the Band-Aid off in the first one and, you know, use Stu and then, you know, take, you know, somebody from your original tribe out? But that's really hard to do in a first vote. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, you know, the, the vibe certainly for me, giving your guys confessionals was that it's going to get messy uh, as soon as that second vote hits Um, because we've got some people in the middle. Um, Essentially it was Katie and Christina, but mainly Katie deciding, okay, am I going to go with this Landon thing um, or am I going to stick with the four? Um, And, you know, the voting stew out, helped like, okay, I can, I don't have to think about a five. I can have a four. Mm -hmm. Um, and that shields me for three more votes. And that's, that, that's a comforting feeling. It's just, you know, the people who are on the other side of that are, uh, um, not going to be happy because they're all a part of your, uh, original tribe and, you know, promises made promises broken. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That definitely just, like you said, kind of just kick things up a notch. And it was just interesting seeing like, and I, and I get it, like putting myself in Jamie's shoes specifically, like, you know, he thought he had this close thing with Katie and, um, you know, he was in an alliance with Landon and Morgan. So to lose an ally and, um, yeah, it was just, you know, I, I totally get it. And, um, yeah, that just, you know, well, and, and as you touch course. on, yeah, well, and as you touch on with um, that uh, extra vote, um, you'll see it um, when an episode finally comes out with that confessional in it, where he earnestly and honestly wanted to work with Katie, and that was his gesture of like, mm-hmm. "This is real. Um, I'm giving you something. I'm giving you power." Because he had a choice to either keep something for himself or give something more powerful away. Mm-hmm. And he chose to give the more powerful thing away because he wanted to show Katie, um, I'm legit and I'm working with you. And so it was a, 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 a bigger blow um, for uh, Katie to turn on that, uh, right. to, to betray it as he, as he saw it. Um, but um you know, that, that, you know, we see it happen all the time, right? Like, you know, things, circumstances change and, Mm -hmm. uh, you guys had a four that came together and it was a four that people trusted more. Um, but, uh, um, you know, it was probably, I mean, it's, it's bad enough that you had to go to the first two tribals. Um, but, were still that the second one had, uh, you know, ripped the lid off of everybody's plans mm-hmm. being exposed to sunlight without there having been any other tribes go to tribal yet so that you could see them doing the same things. Right. Like when you're the first one doing it, everyone's looking at you like you're the first one to betray an alliance um, and, and create some hostility and you know it, it's just easier when someone else has done it first mm-hmm. absolutely yeah so yeah that was 
that happened. And then, um, it, it was just so interesting just seeing that all play out and, you know, Katie and Jamie kind of getting into it and Christina getting in the mix and it kind of spilling over in front of the other two tribes, which I was just like mortified by. <laughs> I think at one point I was just like, I think I said something just kind of like, can we just like drop this while we're in front of people? And I think it like paused for a second and then like picked right back up. Um, I think when John announced that the next challenge was fire making, which Jamie had obviously worked really hard on at camp. And that's, that's when he had his like infamous, you know, I'm not doing that, you know, speech and all that. So it was just, you know, we had our issues at Halata, but you know, it was interesting, like having it spill over and have the other tribes see that and, and who knows what the heck they were thinking (laughs) about us at that point. But, um, so yeah, it was, yeah, it was really, really interesting. Not, you know, and we weren't expecting to lose two in a row. So it was like, you know, that definitely hurt and it just kicked things into gear quicker for us. Um, you ended up, um, getting a brief respite, Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, then going back, which, you know, was, you know, Jamie's departure. Um, what was the vibe going into that one? Yeah. I do want to just touch on the fire making challenge real quick. Sure. Um, Cause you know, Jamie was like, I'm not doing the fire. First I thought he was like trying to throw the challenge fully. And we were like, well, you know, but he was just like, I'll do anything else, just not the fire starting portion of it. So Christina and I had actually mentioned to each other earlier that we had both practiced, um, with, uh, Flint and steel. So I looked at Christina, I was like, we have to do this. Um, obviously as everybody saw, it took a really long time to do, but, um, finally getting that up and going and then bringing it to. Stephanie and Katie who had, you know, built up a a little TP for us. Um, and just like seeing that rope break was just so like I teared up. Like I was like, that win was just like, just everything that had happened. Um, and just losing two in a row and having to vote two people out so quickly, like winning that challenge was just so nice and so great. And, Um, you know, we all were just like hugging. It was just like all the drama that had just happened just sort of like melted away for a little bit. Um, so I wanted to just make sure I touched on that because that was just like a really cool moment. Um, so yeah, we had a little bit of a break, which was nice. And then we got to the challenge that I was dreading the most, which was the food eating challenge. Hmm. Um, and I think going into like playing survival challenge, I was hoping that that would be something that was like at the merge where if I was there, I could just like bow out of, but I was like, I think they had it at the merge last season. So it probably won't be there this season. And of course that happened. Um, So we get to the table and we're looking at things and like, I'm a vegetarian. So I kept saying like, I can't do any of the animal products. I can't do any of the animal products. And I had heard of like the stinky tofu or whatever before. And then I think the next, worst thing was like the fish something or other. And, um, so I knew I didn't want to do that. And, um, the eggs I didn't want to do. And then we got down to like the squid, the crickets and the ranch soda or whatever. So it was funny like me. So, um, I don't even really know how Landon, Jamie and Stephanie came up with taking the three hardest ones, but they kind of, I felt like they kind of chose those pretty quickly. 
So then it was up to the, the other three of us to kind of figure out the other ones. And me, Christina and Katie just sort of like stood at the other end, um, like trying to vie for either the crickets or the soda. And, um, I think I was even asking like members of production. I was like, are cricket, does, do crickets count as like animals? Cause <laughs> I've heard like horror stories of people like, you know, being vegan or vegetarian, then going back and eating meat. And it just like wrecking them. And I was like, I can't be again, another thing with like the medic. I was like, I can't be the one to be like having these horrible stomach issues for the next eight hours. So, um, although fun fact or not so fun fact, crickets are animals too. So I ended up breaking <laughs> my vegetarianism anyway, but, um, so I don't know how it ended up deciding that Katie would do the squid and, and then Christina took the soda, but the crickets were honestly fine. Like they were just really dry and it was really weird. Like putting your face down into a plate of all these little bugs looking up at you. <laughs> um, so that was really interesting. But again, it was like in the back of my head, I was like, this is kind of cool. You know, like, again, when am I going to have a chance to do this? And, you know, we're actually doing the food eating challenge. And um, yeah, so we were actually ahead for a while. But and, you know, Katie had Landon eat her squid the first time around. And then he had to eat those worms. Like, kudos to Landon, Jamie and Stephanie for absolutely destroying what they had to do and, and doing it so well. And even Jamie was saying to us, he was like, or he was saying to Katie, he was like, I'm, I have to eat my stuff again. Like, are you going to be able to do it? Um, and poor Katie, I don't think I've ever seen anyone try something so hard. And I actually, Christina and I were kind of on the other side and I kind of turned away from everything. And I actually started crying a little bit because I felt like I was partially to blame to have Katie doing the squid. Cause I kind of refused to do that. Um, but, uh, it was just so tough to watch. And it was like knowing that we have to go to travel again. And like Katie was trying to fight through it and, you know, no one could have asked her to put more into that than she did. So, um, yeah, it was just, it was tough. Cause I, we definitely could have come in second on that one and, and not had to go to tribal. Um, but that wasn't the case, unfortunately. Yeah, that's a, a challenge which every year um, tests people. Uh, and like you said, you dreaded it. A lot of people do. Um, and yeah, no, I mean, she, uh, Katie gave it her all. But, it, it, you know, we come up with different permutations for that particular challenge. Like you said, sometimes it's individual, sometimes it's tribe. Um, but, uh, you know, whenever it, it, it it's a tribe challenge. It brings out such interesting dynamics between people, you know, people who are willing to mm -hmm. throw themselves at the back end and eat some horrible, horrible things. Uh, <laughs> and other people who are just like, ah, man, I just don't want to let my tribe down and try to, you know, it's like, it's interesting to me. Um, like we all have our areas where it's like, oh, I don't want to face that challenge. The food thing was never, you know, it was, you know, some players and I'm one of them is just like, whatever, just, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> I, 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 it's just, it's part of the game. Just, I'm, I don't want to taste it. I'm just going to just, you know, swallow it on down. But, uh, you know, other people, like you can see the existential fear as they look at the thing, like, oh my God, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> and you feel bad for them, but it's like, Hey, you know, there, there are some, uh, 
you know, you need to be able to build a fire and you need to be able to eat gross food. Uh, that's, mm-hmm. that's, you know, you know, the, that's old school survivor right there. Right. Yeah. So we ended up losing that. And I mean, it was basically from the events from before, after the Morgan vote. I mean, it, it was, it was always going to be Jamie there, unfortunately. Um, I think honestly, even if there wasn't like a blow up or whatever, we'll call it. Um, Cause again, like I, I, I definitely had wanted to work with Landon more comparatively. And um, I mean, Jamie was a great player. He was, you know, he was so great at camp. Like he was really strong in the challenges. Like it had nothing to do with that, which just, it ended up being the dynamics and where the Alliance fell. And um, you know, that, I mean, our, our tribal was definitely heated. And um, I think actually that's when he revealed that he had given Katie the, the steal a vote. Um, so that was definitely, you know, news to all of our ears, but um, yeah, I mean, it was tough, but again, like I was locked in with my Alliance and, you know, yes, we were getting rid of a strong competitor and someone who could have helped us in future challenges, but you know, I wasn't willing to cut anyone else um, there. And, you know, it was unfortunate that it had to be him. So skipping ahead just a little bit here, I believe the next time you go to tribal is not due to your own tribes failing. It was the triple Mm -hmm. tribal, right? Yes. Yeah. So what'd you think about that twist and knowing that, Basically, the best you can do is just guarantee your own single safety. There's nothing you can do to keep yourself out of tribal yet again, unfortunately. Right. I mean, I thought as like a viewer, it was really cool. Um, obviously, as a player, wasn't super excited about it, um, especially learning that, you know, we were down in so many numbers. So having two people safe on our tribe, um, you know, once we find out that news about a second person getting safety, um, you know, wasn't the greatest cause there was only five of us, but, um, so yeah, we, we went back to camp for a little bit and actually, um, so what happened, you know, we were kind of like scrambling and Landon was most likely going to be the vote there. But of course we were, now that we knew that there was an individual challenge in play, we were like, okay, what do we do if he wins? And that was, that was when it really got tough because it was like, you know, the only options would have been me, Katie, Stephanie, or Christina. So it was like, you know, I was talking with Stephanie to figure out what we could do. And then I had to kind of shift gears and talk to Christina about what we would do and shift gears and talk to Katie. And it was just like very all over the place. And, um, I mean, at that point, Christina and Katie were such a strong duo. So like, I don't think either of them would have voted for each other. Um, but, uh, in addition to that, um, oh, actually we forgot a challenge. Wait, yeah, there was another challenge before that. Um, it was the the puzzle and the mirror challenge. Yep. So I had bet my three. I had bet my three um, challenge bucks a couple times when we had opportunities, and um, I got a clue um, before that puzzle challenge that said that if I was the, I had to be the puzzle person. Um, if we would have won, I would have gotten a descriptive clue to the idol. If we I think came in second, I would get like a less descriptive clue. Um, so I kind of stepped up to do that, uh, which if it would have been earlier on, I don't know if I would have, but I kind of figured like if we would have lost 
at that point, it probably would have just been Landon anyway. So I was kind of like, you know, fine to take like the hero role in that um, challenge to then get an idol clue. So we ended up coming in second in that and technically winning and not having to go to tribal. So that was another awesome moment. Um, having to do that puzzle was so difficult in the mirror. Um, but I got that that clue. So fast forwarding back to the, the triple, um, when we were able to go back to camp, um, Christina and Katie went off to the restroom and then it was just me, Landon and Stephanie. And I wanted to, I had actually kind of forgotten that Landon had that clue from the, the tipping over of the jars. So I kind of like sent him away and I was like, can you go see what Christina and Katie are doing? Or I said something. So then it was just me and Stephanie at camp. So I run over to Stephanie and I'm, as I'm pulling out my clue, she's pulling out a clue from her bag to an idol. So she had gotten the one where she had to like dump the sticks into the pond. Um, so we go right into idol hunting mode and we, Stephanie was climbing the trees. I was kind of like looking, but also looking at the path cause I didn't want to see anyone else. You know, I didn't want anyone else to, to um, you know, find us looking for it. So that was just a chaotic, I don't know how long that lasted, but we could not find that thing. I don't know where it was. We were all over that tree, but we did not find it, unfortunately. And then as we were heading to the individual challenge, um, we were like walking along the path. And then Stephanie is like, oh, I forgot something back at camp. And she goes running back. And then Landon goes running back. And I'm like, okay, should I go too? I was like, we need to get to the challenge. So I just didn't. And then they caught up with us after. So I didn't know, like if it had been found between the two of them, you know, I didn't know that at that point. Um, But anyway, we get to the individual challenge. I think I made it through like the first round, um, you know, stacking the the wood and kind of walking backwards. Um, And then I think it was me versus Katie versus Landon. Um, I just didn't want Landon to win. Love Landon, but I didn't want him to win there. Um, so Katie ended up winning, which is great. I mean, I wanted it too, but, um, you know, totally fine with Katie winning. And then it was like, okay, we're going to do Landon. And he had, and this came up at the triple, like he had talked about potentially finding the idol. And then he said that he had two and we were just like, we were just going to vote for him to either flush this idol or, um, you know, he would have went. But then when we get to tribal and John tells us that everybody's going to be voting to save someone, I was just like, oh no, this is not this is not good. Um, so, you know, we get into all that Landon stands up first on our tribe, gives a good pitch. Um, I think Stephanie stands up next, then Christina. And then I think Kate, even though she had immunity, she stood up and said something kind of like, you know, Landon's a chaotic player. He might have idols, like kind of almost pitching to not for people not to vote for him. And, um, I felt kind of safe there, which I probably shouldn't have, but I kind of did. Like I had no plans on standing up and saying anything, but then when everybody on the tribe said something, I was like, I, I was like, I guess I should say something just so it doesn't look like I feel safe. So I kind of like slowly raised my hand. I don't even know what I said. I was something like, Oh, keep me around and I'll work for you. You know, work with you at the swap. I said something. It was not, I had not planned anything. So I just sort of like whatever, you know, mumbo jumbo I came up with. Um, but I knew that it it wouldn't be a strong enough case to, to, uh, you know, get votes for that. And, um, then when it was time to vote, I mean, we, we were also the smallest tribe, so our votes really didn't 
make a huge impact. And I don't even think we all tried to like work together on it. Just another testament to how messy our tribe was. But um, I ended up voting for um, Patrick and Chris, um, which comes into play later. But, uh, you know, I think Devin won for his tribe and then Holly won. She gave a really great pitch. Um, And then, of course, Landon got it for our tribe. So that's when things got really interesting. So now, how does the how did go go ahead, William? I was just gonna say uh, a fun moment that I wanted to mention is that during this triple tribal and as you're voting, your voting confessional is when the um, tornado warnings uh, sirens went off. Yeah, and- I was gonna ask you if I had dreamed that or not, but I'm pretty sure when I went up to vote and popped the pen open, the siren literally started at that moment. Yeah. And I think I even said. <laughs> Oh, this is a bad sign. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad or hopeful that that was actually captured. Um, oh, it was. Uh, I, can't, <laughs> I, I have a very vivid memory of that exact moment because it oh, was good. such a surreal moment for not just that season, but survival challenge history. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you are that transitional confessional that I'll probably end up using in the edit to be like, and then something crazy happened. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, that was wild. Um, Ted, Andy, were you going to ask something? Um, oh gosh, I've lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I, I got nothing. Okay, no worries. Yeah, so Landon just won safety. So that's when it gets really interesting because it's obviously either going to be me, Christina, or Stephanie. And um, that the whole situation was just so tough. Like that was really when I had to like make a tough decision for the first time I felt like. And, um, Christina, interestingly enough said in front of Katie and Stephanie, I wasn't there. I think I was talking to Landon at that point, but she was like, I absolutely cannot vote for Joe here. And I think Katie said something like, Oh, when did that happen? So Christina kind of revealed her cards a little bit of, us working together, you know, more closely than we had let on. So I think Stephanie came back to me with that and she was like, well, Christina said she's definitely not voting for you. So it's basically kind of me. And, um, I don't know that like it was, it was, that was just when it was like real, real, real for me and like very difficult. Cause it was like, either way I was going to be losing, a strong, a strong ally. And obviously like Stephanie didn't know that I was friends with Christina and Christina didn't know that I knew Stephanie. So that was just tough. And I think Landon was probably just willing to vote for whoever at that point. Um, but I knew that with Christina, obviously saying that she wasn't going to vote for me, she obviously would have to vote for Stephanie. So Katie would probably follow suit with that. Um, and I, I don't remember what the strategy was like, at least between me and Landon, like we, you know, we could have voted for Christina, I guess. Cause obviously Stephanie did that, but, um, it was just tough. It was one of those moments where it was like, these are two people that I know that I'm friends with. Like, how do I choose between them? Um, and honestly, I don't know if I made the right decision. Like I, I really don't. I mean, but, uh, you know, we ended up going with Stephanie there, which was really, really tough to do. Um, but, uh, so yeah, thank you to the rest of the cast who voted for Landon there because they they made my decision a lot harder than it than it would have been. Crazy to think how it would have been different if it went 
you know, another way looking back, you know? Mm-hmm. And again, it was right like, swap. right. And again, it was like nothing against Landon. Like I, he was someone that I wanted to work with. It was just, we kind of ended up on opposite sides of things, you know, in the beginning. And then, you know, at that point where it was just those us five, you know, if I had like a pecking order, he was just lower just because, you know, I had stronger connections with the rest of the tribe. So, um, it would have been nice to have not voted anyone there, but, um, yeah, that's the name of the game. Triple tribal. No one, no one predicted that. So kudos to you guys for <laughs> throwing that at us. Well, I, I, we look at that particular dynamic and what we found interesting is that it ended up being more compelling than we initially envisioned it just because, you know, two people made really compelling cases and they end up being in our final five. Um, that uh, it, it mm. really did upend, um, you know, tribal plans as to who would have gone um, had they gone to that tribal by themselves. And it, uh, you know, it was a curveball, but, you know, everybody had a chance to make an appeal and a chance to win immunity for themselves. Um, but, uh, you know, the... Um, fates were irrevocably uh, altered um you know in a what 10 minute span mm-hmm. um but uh you know and which of course then ends with everyone having to race into the house and the garage to uh get away from what we were was being reported as a softball sized hail south oh of gosh. us um, um after which you get pulled outside and we have a swap yeah, so, um, <laughs> there's no rest for the weary. Right. I think, um, yeah, I think I was definitely worried that we would have to like sleep in the garage or something. We were like, what is going on? This is crazy. Um, but yeah, you know, things kind of calm down and, and you guys bring us out to swap and, um, yeah, like it, you know, another aspect of the game that, um, is exciting, but also nerve wracking and, um, so yeah, I think you come down the line with the bag and there's either numbers or challenge bucks in there. And actually, interestingly enough, I, when I put my hand in, I actually grabbed a challenge buck first because I could just tell that that's what it was. And I dropped it and picked up a number. Um, so of course I think back to that moment, like what would have happened if I would have done that. But at that point I had no challenge buck. So I was like getting one. I just felt like it wouldn't have made, you know, wouldn't have helped me at all. So I picked up, I forget what number it was. I think it was, um, I believe you were, got like, number one, right? Didn't you go first? Didn't you, wasn't K Wu the first pick? Um, I think I was further down. Okay. I'm just, I'm going to, I'm just double checking my notes no, here. Yeah. Um, because I remember cause, cause, um, Holly ended up picking Landon and then, right. Okay. Um, Katie, I think ended up picking Christina. So like my options were gone as far as old Halada people. Um, oh, you're right. You're actually, yeah, you got token number six. six. Sorry, okay. I got it. I got it confused. That's okay. There. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, and you picked uh, Kevin. There were some yes. interesting picks ahead of you. Holly had picked Landon. Benji had picked Patrick. Mm-hmm. Chris picked Devin. Katie picked Christina. Um, Jake picked Tiffany. And so mm-hmm. you were staring at choosing between Kevin, uh, Maddie and Mandy. 
Yes. Yeah. And, and like I said before, um, back on reward day, um, Kevin and I had connected a little bit and I had told him that I wanted to work with him. So I was like, this is perfect. Like I'll, I'll now get that opportunity. Um, so I picked him and then, um, I think, I think we might've had, I think him and I might've had first pick the next round. I think that, yeah, that, that, yes, they, that's, that's where, yeah, the number one pick. Yeah. And you guys picked uh, Chris and Devin. Yeah. And it was interesting because obviously Katie and Christina were an option, I think at that point. Um, And I didn't, it was, I, I think Kevin had mentioned something about like, you know, keeping the tribe strong or whatever, which I mean, everybody has strength. So I think it was more, I think it might've been using that more as an excuse because he was close with, um, it was what Patrick and Benji. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and I was like, I was like, I, I don't know. Like, should I have fought more to pick Katie and Christina? Like, I, I don't know. I was kind of, I was like, that's fine. Like I'll, you know, figure things out as we go. And obviously that was only half the tribe. So I was like, we could have, I could have ended up with um, some other, a lot of members later on. But so yeah, we pick um, Patrick and Benji and then everybody's in the fours. And then I think the next options were of course, Jake, Chris, Tiffany and Devin, or was it Alex, Maddie, Mandy and Kelsey, the other four? that we could choose from. Sorry, I'm just checking the notes here. No, and, it's okay. And, um, I think that's close to right. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I might have uh, someone swap there. I don't have it in front of me. But uh, so yeah, so then, you know, we're kind of discussing on who to pick and, um, you know, we pick those four and you know, it's so funny. I look back on this moment, you know, sometimes and I'm, I, I, the group that I ended up with, like, I, I didn't feel swap screwed at all. Um, I really felt good about the group that I was with. And it was honestly kind of like a refreshing start for me because a, it was none of the people that I had any sort of prior connection to. So I felt like I was kind of getting another chance at like playing the game from start. Um, and I had already built a bond with Kevin and Patrick. So I was like, okay, this is good. I have both of them on, on my tribe. Um, so I kind of just in my mind was like, okay, I'm definitely working with them and Benji. And I knew that it wouldn't make sense for me to be the first vote, at least in their minds, because they were, it was four, three, one. So getting rid of me would first would have made no sense because then they would have been down in numbers. So I felt you know, I don't want to say comfortable, but I felt like, okay with that group. Um, so then we get, you know, we walk back to our new camps and, um, I walked into new Fala and I was like, this is your camp. I was blown away. It was like, it it felt like night and day from Halata's camp. There was like two entrances. It was like, to me, it seemed like five times bigger. They just had so much more room. I was like, whoa, this is such an upgrade. <laughs> they were probably like, why is Joe so excited about this camp? Um, <laughs> well, it's interesting. Um, the um, We try to keep uh, the camps relatively 
equal and fair. Um, that camp had gone through an overhaul just before production that, that we weren't just before the season unfolded and we weren't expecting it. Mm. Uh, and so suddenly, yeah, they had two paths off and, um, you know, some, a whole bunch of, uh, brush had been removed. And so it was, um, you know, surprisingly open. Um, and that middle camp, um, you know, has a shorter path. And so, yeah, I mean, the Halata camp was, you know, the long <laughs> single path, <laughs> um, and, um, you know, not, as open um but uh it, it ended up being um you know a, a unexpectedly um you know, uh, a, a a lesser camp it was never the intention but uh things got cleared out um because of some stuff that had been growing up and mm. suddenly uh you know, your new home was palatial by comparison <laughs> and yeah on the walk there i definitely tried to like hop around to a, diff- a couple of different people. So I, um, I talked with Kevin. Um, I talked with Chris a little bit. I talked with Jake. I talked with Patrick. Um, I might've gotten a conversation with Benji. I don't remember. Uh, but I kind of played up like, you know, the people that I, I had connected with before, like Kevin and um, Patrick, I, you know, made sure to let them know, like, you know, I'm super excited to be on your tribe now and we can work together. And then um, I had voted for Chris and Patrick at the triple. So I kind of used that as a bridge to, you know, let them know that I wanted to work with them. And, um, I kept playing up like, cause you know, at the triple Landon kind of called out that there were two pairs, you know, Stephanie and I, and then Christina and Katie. So I kind of, I kind of played up like, Oh, I'm a lone wolf now. Like they voted out my closest ally. Like I don't really have anybody over there. Um, so I kind of tried to play that up a little bit, um, you know, to, to kind of show people that I was, you know, definitely open and to work with, you know, anyone really. Um, but yeah, we got back to camp. It was like raining like crazy. Everybody kind of just went into like scramble mode of trying to get the the tarp together. Um, you know, we only had limited time with the flashlights that production had. Um, I kind of felt like um, it's almost like if you go to like a friend's house for the first time and you're like over their house and they like ask you to help them like set up like the dinner table or something. You just like don't really know what to do. So I kept trying to like help out where I could, but I feel like you know, it was just like me being in a new area. Um, you know, I didn't really know where everything was and kind of how they were running things there. So, um, the tarp situation that we ended up with, um, was interesting. We all just kind of like, you know, well got in there and then that, that was, that was that. Um, so there wasn't a ton of, you know, again, because of the weather and stuff and, you know, obviously with no fire, there's, there's no, you can't see, and there was really no way to kind of break off. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I was laying there. I think I was between Jake and, and Kevin. Um, and again, I didn't sleep. So I, since this is my last night, um, I didn't sleep the entire time. I didn't sleep for one second. I think I actually calculated it. Um, and I was up for 84 hours straight. Oh my. Um, so, (laughs) I like to say that that kind of played a part maybe in, in some of my decisions and, and things, but, um, so that I wasn't expecting. I mean, I was exhausted. I think, um, so that night, I think it ended up stop. It stopped raining, um, at some point and I was a little bit nauseous. I wasn't sure if it was like from the crickets or, um, you know, just maybe not having enough water or whatever. And 
I was nervous that I was going to like get sick. And I was like, I'm not going to be the one to like, cause you can't see. I was like, I don't want to end up like, you know, throwing up at someone's shoes or something. So I was like, I need to just get out of the, the tarp and just, you know, go sit somewhere. So I, I got out first and just went and sat on like the tribe box. And I'm like, this is where I'm going to be for the next however many hours until the sun comes up. I'm like, this is wonderful. And I think I might've like dozed off for maybe half a second, but I was like, oh, there's no way I'm going to be able to sleep on this box. So I was just like sitting there, you know, I don't know how much time passed. And then I think um, Tiffany and Devin got up first and kind of came over. Um, I think they were going to try to venture to the restroom, but then they, they, they took like a couple steps and then turned back. It was just way too dark to try to do that. And I was thinking, I was like, if they would have done that, I would have went with them to just try to, you know, have a conversation. Cause I hadn't really been able to talk with either of them yet. Um, so we just started like literally just talking about whatever, like there was no game talk. And just as the night went on, you know, one by one, people started coming out of the, out of the tarp. Um, and it was actually kind of nice. It was just like, we were all just chatting about whatever, like our lives, like different things. It was just like a nice moment. Um, I expected to just be sitting out on the tribe box by myself for the rest of the night. But so it was kind of nice that one by one, everybody kind of left the the tarp and, and kind of joined in. And, um, you know, I was definitely like super exhausted, but I tried to like, you know, jump into the conversation where I could. And, you know, as people have mentioned on the past podcast, we were just kind of waiting for the the birds to chirp and the, the train to happen. And I remember when the birds finally started chirping, we all started cheering because we knew that the sun would be coming up. Um, so yeah, it was just like a nice, it was just like a nice night. Like I didn't feel nervous. I didn't feel stressed. Um, again, there wasn't a lot of opportunity to have strategic talks, but it was just like a nice moment with like a new group of people, um, you know, going into that night. So, so going into a day of um, another elimination day, um, <clears throat> we're going to be facing down tribals. You're the only person from your previous tribe mm-hmm. um, there, um, and you don't have opportunities to have strategic thought or conversations, really. Are you going into the day worried? Um, I mean, how do you think the day is going to unfold um, if it's a good day for you? Right. It's so interesting. And again, this could be the lack of sleep. I didn't really feel super worried. I think the next morning we woke up, well, we didn't wake up, we were already awake, but the next, when it it, it was finally daylight, I think we, um, when production came over, that's when they gave us like 30 minutes to search for more challenge bucks. So it was like, the little bit of time that we maybe could have had to talk, um, you know, to, to strategize a little bit kind of got interrupted by having to do that. But there was a couple of times where I would stop off and like, I definitely made it known to Kevin, um, Pat and Benji, like that I wanted to work with them. And that's really kind of as far as it got, at least from my end. Um, so yeah, it, it's weird. Like maybe I should have been more worried, but I, I wasn't for whatever reason. And again, it, like at that point it was four against four. Um, but obviously, you know, when we get to tribal, I'll kind of, you know, we'll go through kind of how all that happened, but I don't know. I felt, uh, you know, I, I felt comfortable, which is weird to say, but I, I really didn't feel super nervous. Um, again, maybe I'll, I'll blame the lack of sleep for that. 
I was going to say, you know, having such a lack of sleep, uh, did it give you a different perspective of like watching people play these games or watching Survivor? And just when you see people make a move that just seems a bit boneheaded, it's like you kind of forget the factor of just lack of sleep, lack of nutrients and just being out there in the wilderness. Like how much did that factor implement in your game? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it definitely gave me a, a better perspective on that for people that play the, you know, in the show and that have played before. I think I didn't expect to not sleep the whole time. Like I, I thought I would not sleep the first night and then just be so tired that I would sleep the next night, but I just could never get comfortable. Um, I, yeah. And I, and I, like, I'm such a planner and a strategize, you know, and strategize a lot and like overthink and overanalyze everything. And I think back after I've played and I'm like, what was I thinking about? all those hours that I was just laying there. Like I definitely was thinking about the game, but I feel like I definitely, I don't want to say like lost sight of the game, but I definitely should have like checked in with myself a little bit more strategically, if that makes sense. And like really, especially like at the swap and like really sat there and been like, okay, you know, here's all your options. Like these are the different ways it can play out. Like this is what you should do tomorrow morning or whatever. And I just didn't do that. Um, so I think that's, and I think I just, I didn't realize that until after I was out of the game and was able to catch up on sleep, like that aspect of it. Um, I was never really like hungry per se. I think just the excitement of being in the game kind of overtook that. So that didn't really bother me, but yeah, I think just looking back after playing and, and, you know, being up for that long, I was like, I definitely, like my mind was definitely more cloudy than I think I realized it was while while i was playing if that makes sense yeah no I, it's um you know we're trapped inside our own minds when uh yeah, when we're out there and you know you can feel different effects on it but you know you're you don't have clarity until it's all over and you get some food in you and get some sleep and you know even if you you know feel like you played the game of your life, you look back and like, oh, that was stupid. Or <laughs> I didn't know what was going on then. I, I got a little lucky or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and um, it's just, you know, it's hard to have any perspective. It, it does actually help you understand, as you said, William, people in the real game, like going that long, you know, I mean, after a week, two weeks mm -hmm. of you know, lack of sleep, lack of food, like, of course people are going to make mistakes and, you know, just be out of their mind. Um, you just don't realize how bad <laughs> and, until you have some perspective. Yeah. And, and even taking it back to, I think I mentioned it very briefly in the very beginning, just, um, playing in survivor Buffalo back in 2019, it was interesting because I was out in, in the first day, but I didn't sleep the next two nights because I was thinking about the game so much, but it was after I was voted out. And I think I, I assumed that that would happen to me again this time, but it was almost kind of opposite where I just didn't sleep while the game was going on. And then of course, when I got out, I slept like the best sleep that I've ever had. Um, so yeah, it was just interesting even comparing it to my previous like live game experience, how, you know, but again, I mean, that, you know, that was a little bit different, but yeah, I was just, it was just, I couldn't believe that I had stayed up that long. Um, so yeah, I think it definitely affected me more than I, than I thought it was at the time. Cool. Then uh, let's get into uh, the, the first uh, travel console you went to in this day. 
And uh, this was uh, pretty pivotal, uh, pretty pivotal uh, travel council um, and how uh, things were shaping up in the game. And I think this is where people really started to look at like, hey, now that we're at our second swap, people are thinking long term. Who's the threats? You know, um, did you feel a big shift in the game um, after the second swap and what people were looking for when it was voting out people? Yeah, it was really interesting. Like that's that's really when all the everything kind of happened. Was we lost that first challenge, and then you know we're we're in the holding area strategizing, and it basically came down to you know Jake, Chris, Tiffany, and Devin were voting together. Um, you know Benji, Patrick, and Kevin were voting together. Um, I told like I more wanted to work with Kevin, Pat, and Benji, but I told the other four that I was willing to vote with them. So they told me outright, like we're voting for Benji. So I took that, I thought I took that back to the other three. And then literally, as I told them, Benji runs right to Tiffany. And I was like, really, you're voting for me. And I was like, Oh God, what just happened? Um, But in the meantime, like the plan was we were just going to force a tie. And it was like, and again, maybe the lack of sleep. I was like, yeah, let's go to rocks. Why not? Like, you know, maybe not the smartest decision, but, um, so yeah, it was really interesting. So I think I forget why, um, the original Tamunga for picked Benji. I think they may have saw him as a threat or something. Um, and we picked Chris. I don't know if there was a super serious reason for that. I mean, he was great in challenges. I think if I would have had my way because I had, um, I had wanted to work with Chris, it, it, I would have wanted it to be someone else. But again, first vote on the new tribe. I didn't want to stick my neck out there, um, you know, that early. So it was like, okay, fine, we'll do that. Uh, but what's interesting about that is as we're walking into tribal, Patrick whispers to me, hey, we got Tiffany and Devin to flip. They're going to vote for Chris. And I remember thinking, like, I was like, really? And I was, I I didn't fully buy it. And I'm like, how did that just happen in the last five seconds? But I was like, okay. Um, But I mean, smart for Patrick, because I think he was just trying to make sure I didn't flip. Um, So yeah, I go up to vote and I, you know, I vote for Chris and it's revealed that it's a tie. And then in my mind, I was like, um, I was like, okay, it's going to tie again. And I'm assuming these are the same rules as like the show is where if it ties again, before you go to rocks, we would have gotten a chance to all talk about it. So in my mind, I was like, okay, it's going to tie again. And then we're going to have a chance to talk. Like maybe then I can try to make something happen or we can try to get, you know, Tiffany, Devin and Jake to flip on Chris. So it won't go to rock. So that was kind of my thought is that we'll have a chance to talk about it before we actually pull rocks but then um oh so then um actually before that sorry i I forgot a big piece of this is um kevin gets up like he's gonna play an idol and he goes joe who did you vote for and that threw me because i was like you know i'm voting with you for uh chris so i kind of like paused and i was like why is he doing this in my mind i was like why isn't he asking like tiffany or Devin if they supposedly flipped Um, so I answered that I voted for Chris and then he was like, okay, not today. And then I was thinking, I like, if he truly had one, I feel like he should have played it there. Um, 
So that was really interesting. So that just like my mind was going all over the place with that. Um, but yeah, so then we vote, it's a tie, we vote again, and then um, an extra vote for Benji comes up. And Kevin looks right at me and he was like, it's okay, I know why you did that. And I was like, that was not me. Um, so Patrick ended up flipping and um, sending Benji out so we didn't have to go to rock. So that was really interesting um, to me. And I, I was like, what just happened there? Um, so yeah, that was a, that was a crazy tribal and it had only Kevin played his idol. We would have had the numbers moving forward. And I kind of almost wish like that was planned out and I could have even lied and be like, Oh yeah, I'm voting for Benji. I, I don't know. There's so many different ways that could have gone. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, <clears throat> I was excited after that tribal because of the flip and it seemed to me that, um, I mean, your head was on a swivel because, you know, Kevin said that to you, but Patrick was looking right at you, kind of non-verbally throwing you under the bus, mm. um, where it's like, he, where he was just trying to play up the fact like, oh, I'm surprised, so it must be this guy that we haven't been working with that we can't <laughs> trust over here. Uh, and, <clears throat> I mean, I... I I, I too, you know, look back and I, I'm so sorry that I missed the K Wu interview um, where uh, the podcast, because um, I wanted to ask about this, where it's like, okay, you know, could he have, did he consider altering this tribal? Uh, and, you know, like you said, getting the numbers and being able to move together as a group. Obviously, you know, Kevin's not going to second guess anything when he ends up with a win, but, mm -hmm. um, but this is one of those moments where it, it could have, uh, he, he personally could have taken it down a different path. Right. And I think because him and Patrick were so solid, he probably never assumed that Patrick would be the one to flip. And that's why he asked me. So it made sense kind of after, um, cause I, cause Kevin and I had a conversation after and I was like, did you not trust me? And he was like, well, I trusted you like 75%. I'm like, that's fair. Like, you know, again, you know, I'm new to his, that tribe and to his group, but, um, yeah, just, I wish I would have known about the idol or something. I mean, I, I don't know. It, it definitely could have, and it's almost like, had I like gone with the numbers and, and voted for Benji and then Kaywu would have asked me that and I would have said Benji and then he would have played the idol there. Like that would have been interesting. And I've thought about that. Like, would I have been able to recover from that and still work with, um, you know, Benji, Kaywu and Pat at that point, something that I didn't get a chance to ask them after the game, but, mm. uh, yeah, just a very interesting dynamic there. And, um, yeah, it was, we were close. Um, given how that played out, and obviously you you have some time here to you know talk with this you know group of seven um, <clears throat> that because uh, Alex and Kelsey are the next two to leave, um, then you're heading towards what ultimately, uh, not to give away the ending, uh, is your departure. Why why do you think you go? there why are you the second one from this tribe um to go um when there may be bigger threats around um 
you're somebody that maybe you know they you know the other four could work with why why you i yeah i i don't fully know um but i think in my mind it was the fact that i thought because i spilled that it, the four tamangas were voting for benji that i sort of like burned a bridge with all of them and that they were just not going to trust me i don't know if that's fully the case um, but that, that's kind of what I thought. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to be able to really work with them. Um, I think I tried to smooth things over with Chris. Um, I, I, I did not do enough damage control then, you know, those two rounds after that we were safe. Um, again, lack of sleep or just whatever, but, um, I don't know. It was, it was just an interesting situation. And then, um, I think I asked Kevin, I was like, do you definitely have an idol? And he didn't, he didn't, he, he didn't say, and I was like, okay, that's interesting. Like he still doesn't trust me to even share that. Um, but I think ultimately it was probably, okay, Kevin most likely has an idol that he's playing. So it wouldn't have made sense to vote for him, even though, um, you know, the original Tamungas told me that that's what they were doing. Um, but then I was supposed to vote for Jake with Patrick. Hmm. Um, now hearing Kevin's podcast, like they were considering using the idol on me and I just didn't, again, I don't know if it was just like the mindset I, I was in. Like I, I felt like it was going to be me, but I didn't, I don't, I don't think I fought hard enough to stay. Like I should have maybe, you know, pressured, Kevin to consider using the idol on me, or I was even thinking about it recently. Like I could have went to the, the, you know, Jake, um, Chris, Devin and Tiffany and been like, let's do a vote split. Let's put three on Kevin, two on Patrick. Those two will probably vote for me. And then we can take, you know, whichever one out isn't safe on a revote. You know, of course I thought about that months later. So, (laughs) Um, you know, that, you know, it's just, again, it was just kind of, and there was even a, a, a point where, um, you know, the original Tamungas were talking they were like, Hey, we need a second. And then I went up to Kevin and Patrick and they were like, Hey, we need a second. I was just kind of like standing in the middle of both groups. And I was like, it, and it's, it's such a weird situation. It was almost like me watching it like through YouTube was like yelling at myself to like do more but I just was like not doing enough to, to save myself. It was almost like somewhere in my brain, I knew that I was going, but it wasn't connecting enough for me to like really, really push. Um, so yeah, it just, you know, so yeah, that's what happened. I just didn't fight hard enough. Even when Kevin stood up, um, I thought about this later. Like I should have just been like, Hey, like, you know, tried to get him to play it on me. Um, I ended up not even voting for Jake, which was, I don't know what I was thinking there. <laughs> so like, had he played it on me, then it would have been a tie between Jake and Kevin. And then Kevin probably would have went, which would have been, I would have felt awful about. Um, so yeah, I think it was just, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think my brain was just cloudy. I wasn't fighting hard enough. I didn't do enough damage control with the other four. Um, and I guess the, the fear of the idol, um, you know, was why they, were just like, you know, yeah. they, and they probably didn't think that Kevin would ever use the idol on me anyway. So yeah, I, I, I was probably more of like an easy vote at that point. 
Yeah, the um, I, I'm just looking through some of my notes here, and and that was a note to myself that it felt like um, they were, you know, avoiding, you know, any possible use of the idol, and mm-hmm. um, you just happened to be the third wheel right there, yeah, um, and uh, available as a target. Um, with the merge right there on the horizon. Oh. Um, do you, um, you know, what, what did you want to do post merge? Um, you, you, I mean, not so much like ideally who's there, but, um, Mm -hmm. let's just say you get through that tribal somehow or another, it ends up on Kwu or, or Patrick and, um, you find your way, uh, to the merge, uh, what were you going to do? What, what kind of things did you want to be a part of? Certainly that had to be going through your mind as you watch the rest of the game play out. Yeah, I definitely, um, let's say Patrick or, or Kevin would have went, I still would have wanted to work tightly with whichever one was left. Um, and obviously at that point there was a lot of original Tamangas left in the game. Um, I definitely wanted to reconnect with, Christina, Katie, and Landon, I knew, um, you know, I felt like that there was some, I don't want to say like damage control, but I definitely wanted to like reconnect with Landon and like actually work with him um, at the merge, like truly get to like really play the game with him because just the situation at Holada, you know, I wanted to work, we wanted to work together, but we were just like on opposite sides of what was happening. Um, So that was definitely like a big goal of mine if I would have gotten there. Um, and, you know, um, had Holly, you know, with Holly being there, I definitely would have like let her know that I like knew of her from Survivor Maryland and kind of, you know, forged a relationship there. And, um, even just other, other players that I had not connected with at all, um, you know, with Maddie and Mandy, um, you know, just try to forge new relationships there. And just, um, I feel like if I would have made it to the merge, there would have been bigger fish to fry um, than myself. I'd like to think that I could have maybe kind of slid through a little bit, but um, who knows? But that was kind of maybe my short-term plan was like, you know, stick with either Patrick or or Kevin and then reconnect with Halata and then try to connect with Holly um, if I could. So, And how, uh, you know, in your, uh, we, we all play the woulda, coulda, shoulda and, and sort of mm-hmm. the idealized version. So you march your way to the end. Um, well, what argument are you making? What, what do you, how do you, and I, I often ask this question uh, at, you know, merge, merge night um, confessionals. You know, how, how, who are you sitting next to at the end and what argument oh, are you man. making? That's tough. Um I don't know. Um, the, I, I feel like that everybody was such a strong player at the merge. I feel like it would have been, I don't know, honestly, I think maybe go to the end with Christina and somebody I, who knows. Um, but I think if I would have gotten to the end, I definitely would have just tried to highlight like my journey, like, you know, starting out on Holada with how many times we lost and then, you know, I probably would have played up being swap screwed, even though I didn't feel that way on new Fala and kind of, you know, highlighted trying to get through that. And then, um, yeah, hopefully, you know, maybe win an uh, individual immunity. That would have been nice. I think maybe make some big moves if possible. 
um, just maybe just like highlight my journey and, um, you know, any connections that I forged that, uh, you know, would have helped, helped get me there. I don't think I can say like who I definitely would have been sitting next to and all that, but <clears throat> yeah, I would try to, I would have tried to like highlight that just, just how I got from that crazy first tribe to, to the end. Got it. I think would have been a, a good story. So, you know, all that being said, you know, in, you know, your woulda, shoulda, couldas, it's always hard to kind of take those too seriously because after experiencing what you have in your place in the game, you also have experiences after you get voted out and the things that you did with the people who are also voted out. Uh, what were some of those experiences like and what was like the the whole survival challenge experience both in and out of the game like for you? Yeah, I think so. Once I got voted out, it was it was weird. It was very surreal. It was like I was having like an out of body experience or something. Um, you know, of course, I had my exit interview with Andy, which was really nice. I think I, I definitely was like holding back tears a little bit. Um, I was super nervous about seeing Stephanie. I thought that she would be like mad at me for whatever reason, but she's like an amazing person. She, of course, you know, completely understood. Um, I was just like, again, with the no sleep, like I, I had driven Ryan's car there to, um, to get there. And I probably should not have operated a, a motor vehicle after being awake that, that long, but I had to, um, his keys were in my bag and I forgot and I walked all the way to the house. And then I had to walk all the way back to tribal and pull Ryan aside and get his key and this whole thing. And I drove back to the hotel and I just kind of like, um, I just like jumped in the shower real quick. I knew I didn't want to miss the rest of the game. Oh wait, let me backtrack. After I was voted out, um, Greg kind of met me and, um, he kind of walked me through like getting out of tribal and everything. And then Stu was there to give me a big hug. Like all the, um, all the pre-merge people were there. So that was really nice. I think I got to see Justin, some other people, lots of hugs. William, I think you came and gave me a hug at one point. Um, so it was just like nice having a ton of people there to kind of, you know, get that like love and support of, of you know, your time ending in the game. And then um, it's interesting because I went back to the hotel for a little bit. I missed Christina's tribal. So I kind of wish I would have been there for that not to necessarily see it, but to like be there for her right after that happened. But of course we reconnected when I got back and um, it was really interesting. I think I was just still like, my mind was just very cloudy, um, but I was like content. Like I definitely wanted to go further. I definitely had more game left in me. I definitely had more fight left in me, but I was like, I came out here, I did this, like I survived the elements and all this stuff. So I was definitely like proud of, of you know, coming out and doing that. Um, I will say one of my biggest regrets outside of the game was not going out with everybody Saturday night, but, um, you know, I, I came back to the game to watch the rest of the game play out. And then, um, Caitlin actually drove me back to my hotel and I got food and then I sat on my bed. It was like probably like eight 30 and I was like, I can't leave my hotel. Like I was just so so exhausted. And in my mind, I was kind of like, if I force myself to like, you know, meet everyone out, I'll like, I didn't want to miss the rest of the game the next day. Um, thinking back, I should have just charged through. I mean, I was up to what, 84 hours. What was another six hours to stay up? But 
Um, so I do regret not doing that. But once I like, so I went to bed at like 8.30 and then I slept like a rock for like 12 or 13 hours. Um, but I was just so, so, so out of it. I, I probably wouldn't have been myself like with that much sleep lost, you know, being out with everyone. I, I don't know. I could have fallen asleep at the table. Who knows? Um, so I kind of had to like make that sacrifice. But um, all in all, I mean, the experience was awesome. Like it was, it was so great, like finally getting the chance to play and like do it. And I think, you know, walking away, you know, not only with an awesome group of people that I got to play the game with, and even just meeting people outside of the game, you know, as we talked about in the beginning, all the people that were from Justin's org, Pandora, that were there. I got to meet Katie's husband, Alan, who I'd played with a couple months ago. And um, there was like 15 or 16 of us just from the Pandora org al- alone. So just getting to meet all of them. And then people like Travis and Bobby and getting to meet William in person, just ha- seeing Hannah. And I don't know, there's just so many people outside of even just the cast. Um, that I got to meet in person, which was really great. And yeah, it was just, it was a really great experience. I think I walked away um, like definitely proud of myself and definitely I felt like stronger, especially with like the lack of sleep and the not eating and the surviving the elements and stuff. Like I was like, yeah, like I did that. Like I didn't, you know, that was kind of some stuff that I was worried about going into it. And it honestly wasn't terrible. And I would play in those same exact conditions. Like every month or every year if I was allowed to. So like that was definitely one of my big takeaways and um, just being a part of the survival challenge family and um, you know, being super excited about coming back and volunteering next year. Like I was ready for that, like days after like, Oh, I can't wait until July of next year. Um, But yeah, it was just such a great experience. Like um, all, you know, production and everybody that puts their time and effort into that, like, I couldn't have asked for a more authentic experience, um, you know, being out there. So definitely, you know, thank you all for that. And, uh, and yeah, it was just a, it was a great time and I'm, I'm so glad I got to be a part of it. Well, I love how enthusiastic you are to come back because that's the exact <laughs> feeling that we want you, uh, leaving the game with. <laughs> yeah. And it'll be nice to like connect with, you know, people from my cast that come back. I mean, obviously like we've all gone back to our lives, but you know, we have like a group chat going and I feel like we're all just like very supportive of each other. Even if we don't all talk every day, like, you know, we all follow each other on social media and stuff. So, um, you know, if I don't get to see anybody in person, um, before July, it'll be nice to see who comes back and kind of like, you know, can spend some time getting to know them even better, you know, outside of the conditions of like being in a game. So I'm excited about that too. Yeah, the, the first year back is always pretty magical, um, you know, that there's, uh, you know, a bit of, um, you know, working through if somebody betrayed somebody or whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, with some time and reflection and, um, you know, connection through social media, online stuff, um, but just getting together in person uh, and being able to... Um, you know, not have that pressure and paranoia and, you know, wondering and worrying if, you know, the people that you're getting close to are about to betray you. But yeah, it's a very unnatural mental state of being, right? Right. Um, but, uh, you know, and then being able to just kick back and see the newbies, you know, doing their thing and, um, you know, both 
you know, being happy that, you know, okay, somebody else is doing this and I can enjoy the company of the people I'm with. Um, <clears throat> but also being, uh, incredibly, uh, envious and jealous of, you know, them going through the experience and seeing it unfold and remembering what it was like for you doing it. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, but, uh, yeah, no, we're, we, you know, as soon as the game's over, we're looking forward to the next year. There's a lot to do between now and then. But, uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing you and the other members of your cast, uh, come July. Perfect. And yeah, definitely, you know, especially with like friends and family who followed along, like I definitely have friends that I'm going to try to push to apply, um, when the applications come out. So it'll be fun, you know, hopefully getting this, you know, not only seeing newbies play, but maybe a friend or two that I know playing, um, that would be really cool too. So yeah, excited. Well, it's been so exciting having you on with us to talk about your survival challenge story and just a general thank you. And as always, welcome again to the family. I really appreciate that. I'm, I'm, I appreciate that you guys do this because I think it's like we said in the beginning, it's a little bit of just like getting to rehash some things, a little bit of therapy and just it'll be <laughs> nice to have this like cemented in, you know, the, the, the Internet, um, you know, to like listen back to you know, in the future and like, you know, have all my thoughts and and feelings, you know, kind of saved is really cool. And, um, if, you know, looking forward to whoever listens to this and like, you know, I don't know if I gave any like new information that, that hasn't been, um, you know, people didn't know about, I think that's, what's really cool about these two is like I said in the beginning, just hearing everybody's perspective and, you know, we all kind of went through this together. And even though we all went out at different times, you know, everyone's perspective on different moments in the game are different. So it's really cool, you know, to hear that from everybody else. Awesome. Well, if you're listening to this and you're sold on survival challenge, uh, applications are coming up at the beginning of next year. So hope you're ready to send in your applications for season nine of survival challenge. And if you're looking to stay, uh, in the loop about survival challenge content, make sure you're following us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And, uh, you can find this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. So if you happen to find this through a link you may not normally listen to, uh, chances are you can find this podcast on your favorite listening platform. So, yeah. Thanks so much, guys. All right. It was a, it was a real pleasure, Joe. I, I obviously enjoyed uh, doing uh, your confessionals during the game, and this was like a three-hour one. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe how long I talked. Yeah, no, um, it's all good, man. Um, you know, it's a, a joy and a pleasure. You're always fun to talk to. Thanks so much, Andy. Yeah, and, and thanks for, yeah, you were such a great person to talk with out there, you know, even during and after the game. And um, so I really appreciate that. And yeah, thanks again for having me on and, and letting me, um, take up almost three hours of your time going over survival challenge memories. 